Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Frame Trap. I am your host, Brad Ellis, once again, joined by my co-host, Michael Damiani. How's it going, everybody? And our guest this week, or episode, is Mike Huber. Baseball is now an auto-scroller. It is? Yep. 20-second pitch clock. Oh, dude. no, 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 15 that's good. Second. That's good. But it's an auto-scroller. It's like the freaking level is moving, and you cannot stop. You hey, cannot relax. You cannot take a knee. the headlines I've said is like... New pitch clock paying dividends already in spring baseball. Dude, it's like probably just training. all the players because <laughs> they, they get paid the same and they work less. They work less hours. They're all no, into it. This is they said like the they said that, like people want this. That a lot of people want it like that, like it's I gonna, never asked I for it. I know this. you didn't ask for it. <laughs> but a lot of people don't want to sit through like three and a half, four hours of, of a baseball. They want two and a half hours. It's what they then shoot. This is what, it's an This is what no. the shot clock did for basketball. This is what the shot clock did for basketball. Is basketball games used to like Baseball's not yeah. basketball. Basketball's hey. fast paced. Hey. We talked about this on the way here. Yeah. The younger generations don't want to sit through that. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. They, they, I, get it. They, I don't like it. They but want I get money it. ball. I get, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude. It's not the last time you will hear a baseball rant. Oh, I know. You, I'm surprised you didn't say like your response. That was like, "Welcome back to Major League Baseball." Sort of. <laughs> sort of. You got a clock now. Yeah, sort of. All right, dudes. Uh, something happened when I was gone, oh. so I just quickly wanted to talk about because we had two people write in about it also, and that is Shinji Mikami leaving uh, Tango GameWorks. Yeah, yeah. which uh, which is surprising, it I is. guess. It is. But um, well, let me go into the questions real quick. Josh Navarro wrote in and yeah. said. What does Huber think of Shinji Mikami leaving Tango Games? Is he as heartbroken as I am? It is bittersweet. I'm really sad because my number one desired video game for the last couple years and still right now, Mm -hmm. probably not Shenmue 4, Evil Within 3. We just need one more Evil Within to wrap it all up. So I wanted him to be there to see it through, you know, even if he didn't direct it or whatever, just to be there... For the end of it, Mm. if and when we get Evil Within 3. But he's been in the industry so long, and he was all about getting the next generation ready, which he He has done. You know, he probably feels that way. Like, they've been, you know, Hi-Fi Rush, Evil Within 2, Ghostwire. They've been doing really well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's bittersweet. And I wonder if he's just going to, like, take a break, because I imagine how taxing and stressful that is to run a video game company and ship video games mm-hmm. especially someone who's been doing it for so long uh so i wonder if he's just gonna like take a break or save it something Next else question. potentially Tell me an idea. do you have any thoughts yeah. about it you're getting resident evil code ronica remake you're getting remake remake for its uh Dino Crisis remake? And Dino Crisis. Re- like, he yeah. never got to remake Dino Crisis, the dream, dude. Yeah. Let's like, go. Time to fulfill the dreams. Yeah. All dreams are coming true. <laughs> yes. He, in fact, wrote in to the Silent Hill F creators as well because they <laughs> asked what the F should stand for yeah. or what, what people think F should stand for. And he had an idea for them. He, they were so blown away. They're like, can you come like work on Silent Hill F as well? <laughs> it's like, yo, you already did Resident Evil? Silent Hill, it's time. Full circle. Right. Sage Mode Q wrote in. Yo, Brad and Huber and Damiani, as much as I've seen jokes about it, you think there is any shot Mikami would actually go back to Capcom and remake Code Veronica or RE1 again? LOL. 
I feel like with Remake, Wesker finally about to make his debut in RE4 Remake, now is the perfect time to unleash the Wesker slash Chris trilogy. Ooh. RE1, Code Veronica, RE5, which I expect them to remake as well, load yeah. respect. Ooh. I love it, because seriously, now is the moment. Everyone has been talking about Code Veronica. Are they going to skip it? Are they going to remake it? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? I think now, out of order... It actually makes more sense for people who've never played it to get them even more hyped. So you tease Wesker in four subtly, and then Code Veronica, you hype the shit up of like, yo, where was Wesker? What was he doing? Go back to Code Veronica. So I think it actually makes a lot of sense for you think them to do Code Veronica after remake four. You think they would do Code Veronica before remaking one again? Yes. Okay. Yes. I feel like remaking one is the money decision. It is. It is. But. It's tough. It's tough. I don't know. Obviously, we think remake for one is incredible already. Yeah. But that's like old Resident Evil style. Yeah. I could see Mikami doing either of them. I honestly could. To answer the question, I totally could see him. At Capcom. At Capcom going back and doing something like. Remake, remake. God Hand 2. Yes. God Hand 2. God Hand 2, yeah. Vanquish prequel. <laughs> Not Capcom, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I could totally see him doing Resident Evil or or even Dino Crisis. I actually sure. could yeah, see it I could see down. that. If they hired him to do Dino Crisis, I yeah. think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. One final game. But for him to step away from his like company. I know. Weird. I know. It is weird. Because, but like... Unfinished business. Unfinished business, and it's like, he's leaving it in good hands, you know? Like, especially after Hi-Fi Rush, like, the reception and the love from from everyone for that game, like... Did you see the Evil Within 3 Easter eggs? Or Evil? Okay, cool. Not 3, but Evil Within. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Tommy? Uh, Yeah. High chance? He's now free to pursue. It said his unfinished business. Yeah. This would be like... Another it'd be like if uh, Sakaguchi could come back for like one last Final Fantasy. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! Like, yeah, it's like, oh. burning, like, yeah, it's like we're burning him back for one. Like, what? What did they do? They're gonna bring Sakaguchi back in like four years to remake Final Fantasy One. Wow, so because we're at Stranger of Paradise, sick. but like we'll yeah. get like a serious remake. That would be that'd be wow, so sick. Yeah, like a reboot. Yeah. Dude, what if, like, uh, Mikami comes back, one last fixed camera, Resident Evil, like, you never know. What if they could team, would you ever be interested in this, uh, a new new type of Resident Evil, but, like, they also brought on, this is, like, like, this is, like, healing all wounds right here, Huber. Bring back Platinum as well to have them, like, make, like, Platinum and Capcom's Resident Evil team working together with Mikami to make a new type of Resident Evil game. I'd be so in. If if Mikami is is anywhere even near a future Resident Evil game, I will weep it with joy. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. they give him a blank check to like, hey, we yeah. have we have a task yeah. for you. We, we we have a challenge. Yeah. So we know you're looking for a challenge. Yeah. We need you to reinvent Resident Evil. Yeah. And you have all he's done it. All the yeah. resources. Oh, he's done it. Yeah. He's done it. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> One more ride. Was the Evil Within the last game he directed? Evil Within one last thing he directed, and then John Johannes did the directed the DLC two. and two. Two, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he hasn't been directing for a while. Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Get back in that saddle. 
One last one. Get back in that cell. No, not one last one. Keep going. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said Evil Within was going to be like his last one. Yeah. Because he wanted the new generation to take over. But everyone always comes back for one more. Yeah, I everyone guess so. Everyone always comes out of retirement for like one more. I hope so. Sports players, dude. Yeah. Just like, it, oh, is, one more. it is just comfy having him work on a game. The see- entire video game industry is better because of Shinji Mikami. Yeah. He is so important to the legacy of just video games. So, yeah, it's huge news, mm-hmm. huge moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for him. Whatever he does, like, I, I like that you have a couple months, too. It's not just some sudden, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. I'm out. It was like, yeah, I'm leaving in a few months. Yeah. So Take some time off from good vibes. or whatever. Good vibes yeah. all around. Bittersweet. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> can get back begins to work. for Spencer Mansion with ray tracing. Dude. Yo, let me let me walk those halls in VR. Dude, it come will happen. On, yeah. It's going to happen. It'll happen. It's going yeah. to happen. I'm waiting for it, dude. I'm waiting for that moment. <laughs> just like Resident Evil VR tour. And you can just like walk through all the environments. Like, tour. Yeah. Check out freaking <laughs> RPD. Check out Spencer Mansion. Like, yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Let's get into our first game. Huber, you've been playing this. You've talked about this on the podcast before. Not this podcast, Easy Alley's podcast, but mm-hmm. you're still playing it. You it's thought you'd be done, oh my God. but it's massive. Yeah. Dece- one of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin. Yes. Tell us about it. Finally, so finally here. Good. Ooh. So good. I've talked about, like, some of my fatigue with... Yakuza? Yes. Just because it was so many Ooh, games. Get, it felt like we are getting like two or three a year. Yeah. And, you know, over like, it, when I first started playing, it, they were like spaced out. You yeah. You know, it was like a while between each one. But then like ever since Zero and Kawami and stuff, it was just new like era. overload. So it's like I've gone through Yakuza. Like if, if I count them, it's like close to like 10 games, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So it's like that formula became so routine. Yeah. Even Yakuza 7 mm-hmm. being turn-based still felt so familiar. Yeah. Sure. To I think formula. from a narrative yeah. standpoint and stuff. Yeah. And tone. Like a Dragonetian. Mhm. Same formula. Yeah. But samurai themed and I am just absolutely obsessed with this video game every single time i sit down and think dude i gotta i gotta get through this i need to get this review out i'm just gonna do main story missions hours of side quests (laughs) yeah hours go by there's so many things to do yeah and yakuza is one of the absolute all-time best series at tying all those activities together in a very, very meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Everything feeds on everything. When you're doing this thing over here, it's giving you shit for this. When you're doing this over here, it's helping you out with stuff over here. So everything always feels worth it. And of course, the side quests, like the stories of them are hilarious. Yeah. Not, uh, not the best ever, but really, really solid side quests. There's a lot of building bonds with shopkeepers and stuff. They do a lot of that. Like, you know, when you, like, uh, there's, like, a really funny one. No spoilers for the main story, but, like, I'll talk about just, like, a couple little things here and there. Mm -hmm. There's one where, like, 
this uh, the bartender has like a, a bar little restaurant area, and you go to drink, and I'm just gonna call him Cosma, <laughs> but it's Sakamoto. Let's call him Sakamoto. Yeah, but it's Cosma. <laughs> yeah, Sakamoto's like, yo, what, can I get you a drink? And the bartender's like, no, no, I'm good. And Cosma's like, no, like. You should have a drink. I don't want to like pressure you, but like, are you sure? Like, this is your bar. Like, you're the bartender. Like, shouldn't you drink with me? He's like, no. So like, you leave or whatever. Like, come back like le- later or whatever. Finally, pressure him into doing it. He has like one sip, runs around the side, and is just like throwing up. It's just like, oh, <laughs> like it's crazy. Oh my god. And then like, <laughs> th- then it like goes into this whole thing about like, oh, dude, I'm just you know, is it embarrassing that? I can only have a sip, and I'm a bartender. Like I own a bar, but I can only have one sip. I like, and I just get dude, like. It feels like a nod to Back to the Future Three with Doc, where you can't have a drink yeah, and all this liquor. Yeah, dude, what are these They reference. So and then when things. they wake him up, he goes all crazy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, just stories like that. Um, but the main premise of the game is Cosma is l- Sakamoto is looking for someone that is the premise of the entire video game i don't want to say more than that but he's looking for someone there's some undercover shit and he's looking for someone that's all i'll say about that okay uh but it's got classic yakuza vibes you know if you've played one you know exactly what it is Mm -hmm. like just the the balance between really really serious but also really heartfelt funny it just really balances all the different types of emotions so well um then the the main side mission because every yakuza has like the main yeah i was gonna ask you what's like what's the thing this time it's called another life okay (laughs) okay the only character who retains her name haruka oh really yep Hmm. retains her name and she has this like house with a little farm out front and she like couldn't pay rent so you like help her out whatever not a spoiler mm-hmm. so then you like live there is your role with her kind of the same like you're a like, father figure you're looking out for her a little okay. bit it's not as, as close as yakuza it's nowhere near that but like maybe it'll get there but like i don't sure think so it's yeah, more yeah, just yeah. like hey you fell on some hard times like all help out He's around just being the, a good dude. Yeah, help out around the house. But you can, like, farm. So you farm, like, these ingredients. You'll just, like, put them down, and then, like, time will go by, and then you pick them up. So, like, cause them a farming. You can then take those ingredients and cook in the mm. house. So you're, like, little mini games, dude. You're, like, chopping up the food. You're, like, dude, this one mini game, it's, like, gets me every time. You're, like pour the liquid right and, <laughs> and there's this little meter that rises and you have to like stop it at the sweet spot yep. but sometimes it'll like stop immediately but then sometimes you'll stop and it'll be like like a little extra and it'll always go past I'm just like damn it kind of become a master chef yeah. you learn to read that stuff yeah so it's like yeah you can make the food and then of course the way everything ties into each other it's like yo you make some food and then you'll find people who like want want Food. Homemade dishes. Oh, sick! So everything just tied like you're make you're you're farming vegetables. There's people that want vegetables. Just the mm-hmm. way everything ties in. 
is incredible. Then, of course, you know, there's fishing. There's the arena. There's this, combat like, arena? Yeah, combat arena. There's, like, this scarecrow clockwork mansion where you, like, go and, like, destroy all these scarecrows in a time limit. Okay. Oh, there's... Uh, not karaoke, but like live musical performances. There's just so much to do, and it's all fun, and it's all meaningful, and and it's just like it's really hard to not engage with all that content. It is so addicting. Tell me about this this like town you're in. It's not Camarocho, yeah. I assume, but um, how big is it? Yeah, it's a pretty good size. Uh, is there one town? Is there multiple towns? It's like. It, it's the one big one. It's, it's the one like, main town. It's like town. the Camarocho. Yeah. Okay. It's the one main big town. Uh, similar size, I, I feel like. Okay. Uh, instead of taxis, they have like the Pelican yeah. things that you cool. can like teleport to. Um, similar navigation, right? You're just like going through the town, picking things up that you find, you know, little loot here and there. People like uh, roaming mobs will be there and be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's fight!" Yeah, you know, <laughs> basic stuff. Yeah. Classic. The shops as well. You know, there's a Don Quixote. Oh, I was gonna ask yeah. you about the shop. There's a Don Quixote specifically that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 the best. Don, yeah, they don't have the sick modern day jingle though. No, Don Quixote. Yeah, of course. Instead, it's just like some instrumental thing. Aww. Yeah, uh, you know, restaurants you can go in and eat and yeah, pawn yeah. shop and all cool. that. Um, but yeah, just a good size, a good size and, and fun to explore. And like, I, I usually find myself just like not fast traveling cause I just want to like run through the city. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. Got a really cool aesthetic. Still feels cross gen a little bit, you know? Yes. Like I'm used to, you know, when Yakuza 3 originally came out and then like six, those were some of the best looking games, like mm-hmm. really good looking. This one, it looks good. It looks really good. It runs and, like, fine, good though. And it runs it? well, like. Some cutscenes will like dip a little tiny tiny bit, nothing to be mm. like bothersome really, but like you you see a little dip here and there, but it's like not a big deal. Yeah. It's so like I guess what is it about this one that's really bringing you back to the series? Yeah. Is it just the the new setting? Love the setting. I guess like the go- combat's different maybe. The combat really helps because you're not just like punching people over and over and over again even though you had different styles in yakuza it was like yeah punching punching kicking yeah this you there's a there's an unarmed brawler class there's the swordsman class Mm -hmm. it's the gunslinger Mm -hmm. class which i cannot fucking wait until you slack message me after you've used <laughs> this gun. Brad, you are going to laugh. Yeah. And there's Wild Dancer, which is both gun and sword. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I think I haven't been, I haven't gotten sick of the combat yet. You know, and, and I always look at Yakuza games like they are beat-em-ups, you know? They have mm-hmm. beat-em-up vibes where it's like you're just running through, enemies will attack, and you'll just like pop, 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 mash it out, take them out, you know, maybe do a combo here and there. But like, the swordsman class is cool because it's a little bit technical. Like, you don't want to mash. You know, you want to be precise and, like, blocking is key. Okay. Can you parry stuff you at can all? Can you parry? Can you parry a bullet? There is a move where you can parry and block bullets. <laughs> yes. You have to unlock. You have to, like, learn. Uh, it's because, so there's, sick. because there's training dojos around that have their own side quests. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And cool. you have to, like, do the training with, like, the, the master of the dojo, and then that'll unlock the ability to unlock the move. So to, like, unlock it, but then you have to, like, level up and, like, 
slotted in. So it's like some of those, you know, moves yeah, are yeah, hard yeah. to come by. Uh, but yeah, that's technical. Wild Dancer is really cool because it's just like momentum, you know, spinning around like mm-hmm. go go go, cha like. But the Gunslinger is. It's just hilarious because, like, sometimes it is just, like, comically overpowered. Like, a fight will start, and you'll just stand there and mash square, and it'll just be like, boom, 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 like, 50 shots. Wow. And, like, the enemies try to run at you, but sometimes when you shoot them, it'll knock them down. Wow. So, like, an enemy will run at you. You'll knock him down. He'll be on the ground, and you'll just be like, boom, 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 boom. It is, it is hilarious. It is ridiculous. Do you have ammo with the gun? You have unlimited normal ammo, but then there's special okay. ammos that are extremely strong and very hard to come by, which I love. Cool. Crafting boss, boss ammo. You have to, like, level up in ability to even be able to craft that stuff. And then when you craft it, it's super expensive mm. and rare resources. Cool. The economy, dude. The economy. Oh, here we go. Holy shit. 50 plus hours into this game doing everything. Doing everything. Selling vegetables to make cash, right? I'm doing all of it strapped for cash. <laughs> strapped. <laughs> Always yeah. strapped. That's nice. Like, because uh, Haruka lives in the house, right? Mm-hmm. But like the landlord needs money, so it's like two. It's like the main current. It's like a Rio and something. But like Rio is like one ten thousand of the smaller one, right? Mm-hmm. You need twenty of those. I've only ever had at one time like fifteen. Damn. One rent check, dude. Twenty. I'm like, dude, where am I gonna get this cash? Yeah. I'm doing all the side quests. Wow. Like, what the hell? Wow. Yeah. Jeez, got so a really side good. job or yeah. something. The one negative of the game. The one negative, it's not even a negative because it's just like, I barely even use it. This whole like trooper card thing with all the oh, celebrities. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, tell us about that. It's so phoned in and lame. Mm. It's like, re- it's so whatever. Like, what is it? Is so, it- so you can recruit enemies sometimes you know you'll fight some and they'll be like yo you fought really well can i join you blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then you get their card the cards can level up but it's like not satisfying at all which is weird to say because everything in this game is every every time numbers are going up it's so Mm -hmm. satisfying but it's like not satisfying at all to level these combat people up they also just give you for free like kenny omega you can just like (laughs) download kenny omega yeah and like some other celebrities. So you can like for free, you can just be gifted like level 99, like oh. troopers. So it's like, okay, they like are just giving this away. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel weird to download it because it's not even some deluxe edition shit. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, here you go. So it's like, hey, I guess I don't really need to go collect these trooper cards. But then you get the cards and you slot them into each combat style, the four that I mentioned. And then when you're using each style, the cards will be down there, and they have a cooldown, and they all have different abilities. Okay. So one of them will be like, you know, you use that card, and it'll heal you a little bit. Use uh, Kenny Omega, and he does Essence of One-Winged Angel, and it's like okay. Kazuma himself, not Kenny Omega. Yeah. Kazuma will Doing then do these... that special move. So which these is cards like a, which is like a slash. are additional moves. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, 
they're fine. Yeah. Like, whatever. They're not really interesting. It's like, okay, you get like a shock move or like a stab move or a heal. Okay. It's like, whatever. Yeah. All right. I was like excited at the idea of like collecting the troopers and like leveling up and stuff. And it's just like not fun. Yeah. It's like, whatever. That's disappointing. But yeah, you don't really even need to Mm -hmm. worry about it, honestly. So it doesn't even get in the way. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mellow Fellow wrote in. Hola, allies. After playing Kiwami and now Ishin after Yakuza 7, I think I much prefer the action-style combat over turn-based. Don't get me wrong, I love Yakuza 7 and my time with it, but there's something about the old-style combat I love more. The snappiness and the heat actions especially. And even the boss fights feel more tense and dramatic with action-style. I agree. I know we've only had one game to work on turn-based, I'm sure they'll get better at it. What do you guys think, and do you have a preference? I respect Mellow Fellow. So, yeah, you like this style more. I like this style more. I like that they switched it up with the turn-based. Yeah. It's just that that game got really boring for me. Mm. Yakuza 7 was like kind of the, the beginning, combat, of, beginning of me. It didn't have enough out. to it, I think. No, I just used basic attacks on like 90% of those fights. Yeah. Just like mash out, attack, attack, attack. Everyone just basic I like, attack, basic um, attack. Then you get to a boss and it's like, all right, I'll use my specials. Yeah. Like so many of the fights were just like. I like yeah. the uh, the job aspects of it. Like, you know, you're a chef or like yeah. something weird like that. I thought that was really cool, but they definitely need to flush it out more. Yeah. I like the turn base just because it was different. Totally. And we had so many combat ones, especially so with judgment, judgment now. As well, yeah. Still having like the action combat. Yeah. But uh, they yeah. Need to mix it up. I love the action combat. Don't get me wrong, but it's, I'm I'm very into them trying something different. Yeah. And hopefully the next one, the turn base will be better. Yes, please. Let's get some draconic modifiers in there. Maybe <laughs> boost that enemy. Uh, well, you could toughness. probably just put it on hard. I think I played on hard. I'm playing this one on hard. Yeah. But there's even stuff above that. Above hard, yeah, I forget, yeah, yeah. I forget which difference. Are bosses still incredibly long? No. Okay. But they're tough. Yeah. You better you better bring your meds into yeah. those fights. The classic Yakuza way: stock uh, inventory full of meds. Yeah, that's like for boss fights. Always you <laughs> yeah. have to have stocks. Yeah. But other, everything else is pretty yeah. chill usually. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really nice to see all those cast members. You know, like the Yakuza cast is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really fun seeing legendary villains from the series like just pop up in different roles and you know people you like uh date dude oh my gosh he's like yeah he's there dude everyone's everyone's there there. yeah i don't know everyone but like a lot of people are there (laughs) it's really awesome hell yeah yeah dumbine do you have any interest in these games this one's the one I've had the most interest in, okay. just because Ooh. of like its setting yeah. and its atmosphere. And, then, and you don't need any of the other Yakuza to play. Yeah, you can start with this one, one or zero. It. Yeah, yeah, but these games like their length has always been kind of yeah. Mm. And then everyone saying like like you saying getting so lost in those side quests yeah. that like just you're just adding on those hours. Yeah, the so. completionist is the main story. <laughs> like I'm, so, I'm sorry, yeah. like, it is. <laughs> So hard. Yeah, I usually do don't want to skip them. No, they're all, they're so fun. They're so fun. <laughs> and they all, but, like, you do a side quest too, and it's like five or 10 minutes. They just, like, mm-hmm. they move, dude. They do. And so it's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to do this one. I'm going to do mm-hmm. this one. I'm going to do this one. I'm glad the series <laughs> is doing so well, though. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice. Really glad that, uh, you know, it is in the place it is now. Dude, it's sick. Yeah. Just to think about. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. It's crazy yeah. to think about where Yakuza and Souls games are now versus when they first yes, burst onto the scene. Just like super niche, off to the side, and now they're like two pillars of the entire industry. Yeah. People <laughs> used to like, say Yakuza games were like the Japanese GTAs or whatever. Remember? That <laughs> is what they used to say. Yeah, and I was like, dude, they're way Because different. no one played them. No yeah. one fucking played them. Yeah, they just looked at them and like, like, no. Yeah. Yeah. dogs maybe, but <laughs> not Yakuza. Mark Hamill, dude. Yakuza yeah, one. Majima. Yep. Um, I so since it's Sega, I really want in Persona 6 to Kazuma to be a Persona. That you can summon out. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please, Brad. Oh, man, be oh awesome. my gosh. Yeah, so fun, dude. I can't wait for you to play this, Brad. I know. Because the only stoked. one, because I just with timing <clears throat> and my fatigue, the only one now I haven't played is uh, Lost Judgment. Yeah, I didn't get which I, is good. Yeah, I, I dude, it was installed on my PlayStation for like six months. I got the deluxe edition on a mm-hmm. sale, even with the Kaito files. Mm-hmm. Haven't even cracked it's it. All right, oh, it's not going anywhere. I'll go back to it. Yeah. All right, the next thing is, first, before I get into it, I have to do the thing. Review copy provided by PlayStation. I'll put that text up there somewhere. Uh, I've been messing around more with the PSVR 2. Yo. Particularly uh, two games that were not available when I had it, that I had to wait till they were actually out, and that is Gran Turismo 7 and Resident Evil Village. Now, let's start with Gran Turismo. Yes. Dude. Dude, dude, dude. Dude. You put this headset on, man. First of all, it's it's the entire game. You can play the entire game of VR. It's not a yeah. mode like uh, yeah. GT Sport was. Yeah. Oh. Tell you what I'm doing. Sit down on my track, get in the track, dude. Yeah. Select my little car, dude. I'm like in there, my KVR. I'm like, all right, let's see what it's going to be like, dude. Yeah. Transition. I'm in the, I'm just in the front seat, dude, in there. I'm like perfectly. Yeah. My head's in the exact perfect place. I see my hands on the wheel, dude. I was uh, driving a uh, like a, a European car, so you know was, the yeah. steering was on the other side and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting in the fucking car, looking at the interior, looking behind the rearview mirror, dude. You could see the cars oh, right behind me. Look at the side mirrors, dude. The rearview was my question. Dude, you use it. Yes. Looking at the side mirrors, seeing the cars back there, just seeing the drivers, dude. We start going, dude. I felt like I was driving a real car, dude. I was like, what? This is the sickest thing ever. Dude. I was blown away. Bro, this makes me want to fucking buy a racing wheel and pedal. Yeah, me And too. like go all oh, in. Go yeah. all in on Drop VR. a thousand. Yeah. feel, yeah. <laughs> yes. Drop a G, Soon dude. you can just be buying the car. <laughs> I haven't had a racing wheel since N64, dude. Cruising USA. Dude. Yo, bet Blood's got a few. Just borrow one of his. And I can't like... It feels so much more personal in the race because I'm driving, dude, okay? You're driving, you're looking around like normally like how you would when you're driving a car. Driving next to a guy, dude, I'm fucking looking at the guy next to me and he's just driving and shit, too. I was like freaking that's, out. It feels so good. That's pretty cool because like racing games for me have always like through the standard view, you know, yeah. they lose a little bit of that. And like with VR, I'm like, yeah. is it really going to feel like being in a car? Because... Even playing like the old Dude. PS, you know, PlayStation VR, it's just like, yeah, no, nah, it doesn't do peripheral right. Like it doesn't feel like immersed enough. So this sounds pretty yeah, cool that I, they do this. I just felt so much more comfortable, dude, when I was racing. Like, like I felt like I was playing better because I was in this immersed. mode. I was immersed. See, I was there. Can you use the, your uh, directional? The blinker? Yeah. The blinker. Uh, I don't signal. know. Maybe. 
Maybe. I mean, that's still like, it, <laughs> I mean, stuff like this makes is like where I think VR yeah. can like shine the best. Yes. For the average person, yeah. especially because yeah. a lot of people drive cars. Yeah. And so being able to like step into a car you could like never drive, but it like it feels, it feels as close to like real. Dude, know what I'm oh, thinking now? I wish now? I could drive manual, dude. You probably can't, huh? Because you would need the clutch and shit. There's I no think if way. you have um, a wheel, you could. Dude. Wonder if they well, you probably well you use the clutch. well you use the dual sense controller, so yeah. you can do manual with that, can't you? Yeah, but I mean, like actually, oh like, yeah, to I, you need you need like a like that video of uh, the Euro truck to the American truck yep. simulator. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, intense. you need uh, like a thousand dollar wheel. This is man, this is what I'm like thinking of now with this type. Of, I, I don't think they do this in this mm -hmm. game. But I mean, all these intense races, like some of the most faces, sorry, most famous tracks, the walkout. Like I want to be able in VR to walk yeah. out, like see like the crowds, Everyone. your com your competitors around you and stuff. Like Dude. maybe they stare down with you and stuff. Like yeah. hearing the sounds and everything. Like w walking into your car. Like I know they mm -hmm. do it that way. That's sick. But like just having that level of immersion and yeah. setting the tone for that before a race, like it gets you like your heart pumping yeah. and stuff. And it's like, dude, you didn't, you don't, you can't do it in a regular game. It's like it's like a cutscene. Whoop de doo. Pod racing in VR, dude. Yeah, I think any but, racing can be good. Yeah. Pod race, bro. I mean, that reminded me of the walking out like Tatooine, dude, just like. So do they do? So you, the racing, everything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, other parts of the game, like uh, navigation and the stuff. The menu was like normal, like the theater mode kind of thing, where you can just like see the screen okay. normally. W what's that cafe thing they have? Or yeah. Whatever? Do you actually get to sit in it or anything? Or no, no not oh, that I saw. That's it's a just opportunity. It's just oh. the racing, as far as I'm yeah, okay. as far as I'm aware. Small missed opportunity to sit here oh. flipping through. But yeah. maybe there's something. Small missed one. I've only oh. done like a couple normal races and stuff. I heard that the, there's like go-karts I didn't even know about in this game that I heard what? there were like six, someone said. I think it's like a limited time event or something. There's some like limited time things. Can you do uh, any kind of like multiplayer races this way as well? Or is it just like... I have no idea. Okay, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like other people, you could just get a bunch of friends together who have VR and like you're all playing in like... Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe you could host like an online thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you can race online in VR. But dude... <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty... so blown away. I immediately like messaged you. I was like, "Dude, you you gotta try this." Did Hyped. you like try and like reach out and Hyped. touch anything? Yeah, that you, of course. You, you couldn't. Maybe. Yeah, of course. Because you feel. I, I was like, that's that's how immersed I was in the space, dude. It's like, oh, gotta buckle up. <laughs> like, man. <laughs> yeah. I did some um, license tests in it, okay, and one of them was like on a Tokyo freeway, dude, and you're just Love like going down like the highway, and you see all the buildings there, and it's like. Dude, this is exactly what it feels like when I'm driving in a car and I'm like looking at buildings going by. It was insane, but it's just a small taste. I definitely want to play more. But dude, if you have a PSVR too, like I highly recommend you check out yeah. this game. Sick. Even if you don't have VR, Gran Turismo Seven, excellent game. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, the other game though, I did spend some more time with this is Resident Evil Village. So this is like a more kind of like more in depth. VR than I expected. You don't play with like a controller like you did with RE7. You use the uh, the VR controllers. I always forget what they're called. Anyways, let me break it down for you. So right off the beginning of the game, the things like, hey, you want to do a tutorial to kind of figure out how to do stuff? Yeah, you do. You want to figure this stuff out. Let me break it down for you. So when you're standing there, you're Ethan. You know, you can look down. You can see your ammo pouch like on your side. Okay. And on your right side is like your pistol. 
Okay. So it's like, hey, take out your pistol, you shoot. First of all, you can shoot so fast. <laughs> in VR. Okay. So I shot like I unloaded my clip in like two, like a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on one of the on one of the daughters. I just, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah, dude. I got like, like dude, dude, bang, bang, on the daughter, bang. dude. I got one of the daughters. I like, went like this close to her face. <laughs> just like unloaded, dude. That is insane. Yeah, it's awesome. That is but. Some parts you feel more powered in, like the amount you can shoot, but other parts you don't feel as powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh. So, like, when you run out of ammo, Domi, the settings I have, like the full immersed settings, dude, you gotta push a button to drop the clip. Oh. You gotta pick the clip out of your pouch, shit. put it in the gun, then you Alex. have to cock the oh, gun. I find the Alex over here. Yeah. Dude. So, it's like when you're in a fight, you know, you can't like reload in the menu. You gotta do it manually. So, you gotta be like careful about when you're gonna do this stuff. Oh, that. Also, dude. If you have like a mine or like a pipe bomb diamond, you have, uh, Ethan has his coat, okay? Yeah. So you can, if you like bring the controllers to your chest and do this, Ethan will open his coat. So you have to like grab like oh a mine God. off in the dark. your thing and put it on the ground actually, or a pipe bomb. And on your, uh, your left side, he has a flashlight. So you can grip the flashlight out. You actually hold the button to have the flashlight come out. So you can, you had, I had the gun, dude. I was in the dungeon. I was in the dungeon nice. of the castle doing that like this, so dude. So sick. Trying to so survive. Sick. Love it. And if you push uh, like R2, you could actually flip the flashlight too, so he'll hold it like this. Dope. Let me ask you this. Yes. Is there even an option to streamline any of that to go back to the old way? Yeah, I think for people who just I think don't there's like uh, yeah, okay. more streamlined kind of thing. Okay, I, I wanted like the full real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's good, but I think after a while I might be like, yeah, I I'm not. I'd be like, I just want to. I'm play not sure this. like yeah. how in depth it is, but there's yeah. some things to that. Also, uh, one thing I noticed is it sets to default. Like it has free movement. Okay, so you play like that, but it has a little black. Uh, like shade that goes around when you move and it's to help with motion sickness. Okay. And you can adjust that so some people, you know, maybe feel sick from moving around freely. That helps. I took it off because it doesn't bother me, but it's really cool that it's there. Interesting, yeah. And man, like the the opening part of the village, you know, when you're getting attacked was yeah. so fucking intense. <laughs> Damn. So you have not like in That big dude, yeah. yeah. Dude, okay. So also you shit. have your knife on your, like your sleeve so you can like pull it out. You could throw the knife, dude. What? So, like, I don't know if you could kill anyone with it. I feel, I feel like I threw the knife at one of those, like, um, the vampire ladies in the dungeon, like, a lot. Yeah. But it's, like, boxes and stuff. I would, like, just throw my knife at it and pick it up. Sick. Yeah. But you can, like, slash and stuff, yeah. too. All that good stuff. So, if you throw your knife, you can just, like, leave it there? It'll just come back to your arm. Oh, okay, okay. So you don't have to, like, pick it up or anything like that. Oh, okay, so, it's okay. like, whoop. Just throwing it left and right. <laughs> That's cool. That's but dude, really cool. the uh, the the opening scene, dude, was so intense, man. Because the scale of like these lichens in your face is so gnarly. Yeah, that's terrifying. To like block, dude, you like go like this. Yeah. You, like actually lift your arms up. You could punch too in it. <laughs> I actually haven't punched an enemy yet. Oh, I need to test it out. Hell but yeah, you can, fist like, fight. It's like yo, hold your hand, like hold these buttons down, and you can like punch shit. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I wonder how crazy that will get. I remember the molded in 7 VR were freaking yeah. terrifying. But, like, dude. the lichens are way more intense than the and molded. Like quicker, too. They're so quick, dude. Yeah. And, like, I was in. The shit's going crazy. I'm, like, sliding stuff over the door. I'm panicking, dude. Yeah. 
I get the shotgun. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go, dude. You like individually load the shells into it, and you're like, love that, dude. The shotgun feels good. Oh yeah, because shotgun was okay in Village. I remember. Like, yeah. When you hold, like, you can like have Ethan kind of hold. If you like hold stuff closer together, he'll like hold it like normally like that. So you look down one eye to like have real good aiming. You like hold the shotgun real, dude. Boom, dude. Just shoot one guy. It feels really good. Uh, it's it obviously adds an extra level of fear too, which I yeah, really appreciate it. Because like I was talking to you about this after playing Dead Space and um, Callisto Protocol, I was yeah. like, dude, desensitized yeah. from fear. I was like afraid of nothing, and it sucked. Yeah, I was bummed out. Yeah. Fear. Hell yeah. Fear, dude. Yeah. In Castle de Maitres, dude. Yeah. Like, when the, you go in there and you get strung up by the, the daughters and Lady D's there, dude, she is yeah. huge. Like, I'm standing there, dude. I have to actually do this <laughs> to like, see her face, dude. It's so crazy. Yeah. God, I can't wait for part you guys that, to play this. Part of that desensitization, Brad, is why I freaking crank the difficulty up on so many games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know? understand that, too. Yeah. Yeah. But man, just walking around in the castle in VR is so um, sick. You and Jones and everyone who played it really were uh, really hyping up Resident Evil 4 VR. Yeah. How does this compare to It's four? very similar to me, like okay. how it's like, it just felt like way more built from the ground up from VR. It doesn't feel oh, as it. tacked on as oh, I was it. afraid it was going to. I was like, because yeah. you know with, um, like I said, RE7 is yeah. like you just wear the headset and you play with the DualShock, you yep. know? This you don't. You use the controllers, you're doing movement stuff actually yeah. like Resident Evil 4 Remake. Sick. Or VR. Remake's going to have this too though yeah. down the line. So that's going to be sick. Yeah. But goddamn. West and it's like these knives. Yes. Yeah. Knife parries. Dude, oh my Parrying God. the chainsaw in VR. Dude. But like, dude. Like this close to you? Yeah, dude. Like, With the sparks in your face? It, it's, I just can't help but like, I can't help emphasize this enough is like, it feels like a, just a completely new game when you're playing in a VR, man. You're just in the space, like I'm in one of those little like church shacks in the village, dude, with like all the Mother Miranda stuff. And I'm just yeah. like looking at everything so close, all the pictures, and you yeah. can pick documents up and read them and stuff, dude. I'm just it's like, like, you're there. Like you're, you're in the you are there. Love that. When I got to the castle, I just looked up, yep. man. The Duke is massive. He feels so much more massive. That That's I, awesome. Like, I had that feeling constantly playing this game, and it's so damn it's like sick. A finish seven, like, five or six times mm -hmm. and just the once on VR mm -hmm. but like you're talking about Brad like it's just so memorable like yeah. I always remember little moments exactly from that VR playthrough like going under the house and the water is like up to here on you and you're just like mm -hmm. little tiny moments that are like not throwaway but like not as memorable when you're just playing the game yeah, normally. Yeah, you don't think about it as like much. Little, you don't look at it as much. Those little details that, like, surprise you that are like, oh, that's actually really mm -hmm. freaking awesome mm -hmm. in VR. Mm -hmm. like, love that. Uh, to get, like, some of the weapons out, it's pretty easy, too. Like, the shotgun, you just reach over your back, it's there. Nice. Your health, like, the bottles, you reach over your back, and you, like, hold R2, and it'll pop up the thing, you actually pour it, <laughs> yeah, on your arm. It's really good stuff. Also, these both these VR modes are free updates, too. Pretty Thanks, nice. Capcom. And it's Very like generous. some Thank of you. my favorite PSVR two things I've played are these two things, and they were just free updates for both these games. Hell yeah. So I absolutely love this. If you have a PSVR two, please check these games out. Obviously, um, I didn't get to play a lot more of um, Horizon, but we played some of that, and that was also very good. 
So, dude, PSVR 2 is a pretty damn good lineup so far. I've been pretty impressed with what I, from the games I've played. Sick. So, yeah. Uh, Garrett Holfish wrote in and said, My uncle came to visit the same night my PSVR 2 arrived, and I got him to try the canoe intro to Call of the Mountain. This was... This was is... This was his first ever look at VR, and he was so captivated and immersed. Even when he immediately felt dizzy when they introduced character movement, he kept wanting to see more. What's a moment you remember an older relative being completely blown away by a game? Showed my parents true crime streets of LA, and we tried to navigate the streets of LA, but it That's was That's like a cool thing, yeah. So bad. And then LA Noir after that. Anytime there's a game in like Los Angeles, I'm always like, yo. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out, yeah. Like, I remember showing them L.A. Noir specifically, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a pretty common one was uh, um, parents trying Wii. Like, my mom yes. trying Wii tennis. Classic. Yes, yeah, like tennis. Tennis, yeah. dude. Yeah. Classic. She, like, actually was playing it. I was like, whoa. It was, yeah. like, cool. Yes. Tommy, yeah. I great pick, dude. Yes. Yes. That, dude. Yes, sir. Did we make... Video games mainstream? Like, can we? It is does our generation. The, does all the credit go to Wii? <laughs> like for oh, it just like mm. so huge and acceptable in society. I think it helps. Video an extent. games used to kind of be on the fringes. Now it's like one of the most popular things ever. I think play, <laughs> PlayStation Two was the first time like the penetration where mm. it was Sports like cool it. But then from like seeing people visually playing it, like being it more like in the media. We because yeah. it had like uh, yeah because everyone loves seeing that 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 stuff yeah. on the yep. news like was it like on late night shows like it's yes. showing up and stuff yeah dude yeah. we thanks we yeah I was thanks. a little hard on you <laughs> thanks mm. Reggie it wasn't too yeah. hard thanks Reggie appreciate <laughs> thanks, Reggie. it <laughs> uh, Tim O'Keefe wrote in who's I know has been playing a lot of PSVR too nice he's into it nice so he wrote in with about uh, Gran Turismo and Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village. Personally, I would say Village isn't a particularly scary game, bar one area. However, the VR <laughs> tutorial alone is probably more scary than the entire flat screen experience by itself. Would you agree that the game just feels so more, so much more intense and scary in VR? Also, has Huber used the shotgun in Village VR mode yet? As I need his impressions for this. Uh, I would agree with you, Tim, 100%. It is much more terrifying. Yeah, I gotta fire that shot. Huber will use it tonight. I remember being disappointed about the shotgun yeah. village, actually. All of them. I was like, yeah, they're all right. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not the super shotgun. No. Like, uh, even Remake 3 as well. Like, the shotguns have been lacking since Remake 2, in my opinion, in Resident Evil. So yeah, hopefully I remake, think that's fair. Hopefully Remake 4 uh, brings it back. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Come on, Leon. Yeah. Uh, and also, thoughts on Grant. Yeah. The right gun, yeah. Striker. Striker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gran Turismo 7. I think the VR in new AI GT Sophie have elevated Gran Turismo significantly. I've been been back playing it daily. And so this new, uh, this GT Sophie, like AI thing, it's some new AI thing. Blood told us about this. Yeah, yeah I dude. I haven't done Deep this mind. yet. But yes, I heard it's crazy. Because Blood was talking about how the the... the Grand Turismo Seven. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, your manners. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta race with respect. Yeah, yeah. So the AI being respectful and like picking its spots to mm -hmm. to pass you or block yeah. you or whatever. That's so cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more. One major recommendation: if you're playing in VR, you have to race in a go kart. Being so close to the ground and seeing the full track is amazing. Dude, so we'll try to yeah. do that too. Uh, go kart, just like oh my god, down there. Yeah, it's, it's sick. 
And uh, final question for this from Cameron Standring. Standring, yes. Do you agree that while VR is hardly going to overtake non-VR gaming in general, it might become dominant in the horror and racing genre within the next decade? It feels like they got the VR especially well, more so than other types. RE Village, GT7 being prime examples. I don't know if it'll like take over it, being the definitive way, just because VR is not... It's not mainstream. It it kind of is more so in like quests and stuff, I guess, or meta, whatever the hell it's called. But I don't think it's gonna like take take over normal. Yeah, I really like the way Resident Evil does it. I, both. I hope, yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I, yeah best I, of both. I I like I liked when Seven launched with it though, mm-hmm. because then that first playthrough, if you want to, you have the option to do VR or regular, because like. I always, I, I'm, I like VR a lot. I like it, but I don't prefer it. Mm-hmm. So for me, like Resident Evil 7, one and done VR. Just a one time. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe I'll go back in like a decade or five, you know, many, many years later. But like Village, I imagine the same thing. Once in VR and mm-hmm. then regular. I wonder, you know, am I am I the outlier? No, there? no, no, no. Most people sounds, prefer. Yeah. Well, VR is just more demanding, period. Yeah. Like. Not only setting it up, but just being in that space for a long time. You know, it's harder yeah. to be in there for a very long time. Yeah. You got to take breaks. Are, like already scared of like horror games that like <laughs> yeah. don't even mm-hmm. want to try yeah. to like make it even more intense by going to VR. Dude, if Outlast is in VR, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but I think you will see more. Uh, yeah. I mean, like VR is a perfect space for horror games. Yeah, it's like perfect and is racing. It, anything like first person you can do super it, well. Is Outlast Trials VR? I don't, I don't know. Think it. I, don't I have think no idea. Is. No idea. Love Outlast. Yeah, you do. Love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Talking about desensitized, Brad. That shit is still scary. That's good. Yes, that is good. It's nice to hear. You cannot be desensitized to the Outlast scare factor. (laughs) (laughs) It will always get you. Always, dude. Even if you're hardened. (laughs) But he's lost none of its potency. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. Um, Damiani, you've been playing The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Probably yeah. because it just came to Switch. Exactly. God, I saw you playing that. It looked so awesome. That the freaking... Yes. This, the Game Boy on Switch, dude, looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like I hadn't had much time other than like uh, trying it out when it shadow dropped for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to really put some time into the Nintendo Switch Online uh, GBA stuff um, or the Game Boy stuff. So finally... Uh, Sorry, let me stop you real quick. Before you start getting your impressions, tell me your history with this game. Oh, I uh, played it originally when it came out. Okay. Um, so it came out for the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out here in uh, 2005. Re- same month as Resident Evil 4. Wow. January 2005, baby. I played both. It was the PS2 version, right? Or 2004? 2004 was Maybe GameCube, 2004. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One of those months. Yeah. One of those years. Yeah. Maybe I have my years yeah. wrong, but came out then. Yeah, and uh, same month, and I was like, dude, what a good month of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually played the, uh, um, the the in Japanese version. Oh. GBA was yeah, yeah, yeah. free, and right. it came out a little bit sooner. Um, so started playing it on that a little bit first. Import. Uh, but I, this is one I haven't played in a long time. Was that though. one of the first games you imported ever? Uh, w- close to. I think the first one I ever imported was was it? It was either Wind Waker or Majora's Mask. 
dope. One oh, of those I remember two. that on your desk, the Wind Waker Japanese version. Yeah, definitely played the uh, Wind Waker Japanese first. Interesting. But I think maybe Majora's Mask. I can't even remember anymore. But the Minish Cap, um, yeah, played it. Um, this is a game that was uh, you know, developed by Capcom's uh, a, a team called Flagship, mm-hmm. who are more known for writing scripts and stories for games. Um, because of their team than actually like gameplay development. So this is something that was done in conjunction with uh, Nintendo and the Zelda team. Um, and uh, they had been working on the Oracle games before. Right. Uh, and this kind of like, and you know, and Four Sword. And this kind of like, well, this all this led to this, basically. Um, standalone game. Um, and it's... Uh, been a long time, as I said. Long time since I really yeah, sat down and played it. Yeah, when the hell was the last time it. you went through When it came out. Damn! Yeah. It's Holy been a long time. shit! Yeah. I kind of want to look up the, the date. because I, I Maybe shit, I feel like man. it wasn't the same month as uh, Resident Evil 4. Maybe it was the demo for Resident Evil 4 that I got that month. Because yeah. the Minish Cap was definitely uh, January uh, 2005. I, well, what, whenever I played this, it was on the Game Boy SP, I believe. So yeah. I know that didn't launch right away. I don't... Remember what year that? So came out. yeah, it came out in Japan in November two thousand four. So I remember playing in November, and then it came January out here. January oh five for Resident Evil four. So I was so right. The January. demo was oh four maybe. Okay, so January yeah, five. I was originally yeah. right. Okay, January my memory. 05. Thought my me- hey, I, I'm, you know, I'm getting older. I was like, my memory's <laughs> going and stuff, man. You never know. We avoided uh, the correction. Yeah, yeah. January. Well, we don't do that on this podcast. <laughs> anyway. Let's get into the game. Yes. Uh, it is a very linear game, similar to, um, you know, a lot of the, the, the handheld games of the time. Like, Link's Awakening is also a very linear game. The Oracle games are very surprisingly linear as well. This kind of falls in, the, in that tradition where you kind of can't just go anywhere. I feel like this might be one of the more restrictive mm. Zelda, linear Zeldas. Um, and that you really are gated from going to a lot of places until the game wants you to go there. Um, even just beyond like having the right power-up items. They're just like NPCs who block you from going out into like a certain spot. And they're like, oh, you haven't like done this yet. Come back later. Uh, and so replaying it this time... Um, it was kind of getting, um, it was a little bit disappointing. Because mm-hmm. it was limiting? Yeah. And uh, the narrative isn't as... Um, I don't know what it was. The like the vibes. It's a charming game. Um, I really like the uh, the the, the minish slash the the pickery. Uh, the whole thing where you get small. He's like little like like gnome looking creatures. Yeah, you shrink. I totally remember that. Yeah, yeah. and then you got like the kin stones. These little like uh, coins you fuse Sick. like medallion things that you have a half of it. You find another NPC. You fuse it with them. It unlocks stuff in the world. I like that's is like still the most appealing part of that game. Mm-hmm. Like get, like shrinking down, going back and forth between being big, big and small, and like fun. shades of Link Between Worlds, dude. A little Maybe bit. It's little... like the, the, the their duality yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Really like that. Um, and uh, but I was like noticing some like small like quality of life things. Like there's no easy way to track all the NPCs that like you can fuse a kinstone with. Um, when you do unlock it on the map you can see like an icon that shows yeah. like where the reward ended up but like there's no nice way to like track it Got it was it. Just like man i really would like something like that uh also the same problem as links awakening and that there's only a- they're only using ab for uh your oh, sword yeah and, uh, any two items you can equip to equip to ab but you gotta keep swapping and you gotta and keep out. swapping them yeah, in and out yeah. so there's a lot of swapping in this yeah. and like really could have used some extra face buttons like or just you know something else to, to kind of streamline that process 
Uh, yeah, so that's one other kind of quality of life uh, bummer. But I mean, like they have like uh, a lot of advanced stuff. Like you learn new moves. Like you learn new sword techniques. Like okay. the spin attack is like the basic one. Then you like you when you get the Pegasus boots, you can't like a. Uh, Dash with your sword right away. You just dash. You have to like learn the technique. Oh, yeah. You get like the down thrust once you get like the the like rocks cape or whatever to like jump up and then like Sick. you get stabbed down. So yeah, they they, they have that, like that evolving like kind of like combat um, and the music in this game. Like it's Capcom music mm-hmm. through and through. Like it has that same like sound and vibe, and it's really good. It's Sick. really good music for it. Um, but yeah, like it, like like Majora's Mask Cuber, you can spend a lot of time with NPCs in this game. Nice. They don't necessarily have like quest quests like Majora's Mask, but like the Kinstones, yeah. you get to know a little bit more about each person. And then there's a there's an NPC find later who uh, crafts little like uh, figurines of every enemy boss and NPC, and they give you a little bit more lore on that That's character cool. as well. So That's you can really like cool. dive into that. Uh, that it's like a gotcha game. Nice. So you start out at a hundred percent, where it, it, like it dispenses like a little like like an eggshell. Uh, it's in a uh, the figure's in an eggshell. Yeah. You crack it open, and then it like shows like if you got a new one or not. And then as you get new ones, I'm addicted to this already. Each the probability goes down by like a percent each time. But these seashells, it costs just one to play. Yeah. But if you spend more, you can up the percentage. That's but eventually, funny. it starts dipping to like one. Like the last ones are like one percent or something. So like you gotta like spend a lot of Dang. shells. You know, obviously you could use the rewind in this one, which is really nice to have that. Is this a uh, Tingle's origin? No. no, that's Majora's Mask. Yeah. But there Wait, are Tingle was. Oh yeah, the nah. he was the map. Yeah, She's saying the maps. That's but right, he, he is dude. in this one, uh, and it's right. like kind of an extension of the Wind Waker, where he has his like brothers. Uh, oh right. There's a thing with like you know the, the his three other brothers show up, yeah. and like if you Brother. if you fuse Kinstones with all of them, it unlocks like. Uh, each one unlocks a, a, a path to like a special item, a magic boomerang. Sick. So like there, there are the regular items, and they're like enhanced versions that require you to kind of do side quest related stuff, like you know, listening to NPCs, fusing kinstones with them, maybe going to a certain spot and doing something. So that is still kind of satisfying, like the exploration and uh, figuring out what to do. Sometimes. It is you gotta like pay attention to what's being told to you because like if you like step away for a little while like wait what was I doing you can always uh, ask your hat companion Ezlo right uh, Ezlo he'll like kind of be like this is what we're supposed to be doing but not all the time it's like as obvious um, was Mario's hat Cappy yes that's oh. Cappy yeah this is kind of like where it came from yeah. like, it's sick like you can like go to sleep in this game like, I think this is the first like Zelda game you can actually manually go to sleep in your bed and like wake up after Dude, so you can sick. sleep at inns you can sleep at your house I love that yeah there's like an inn <laughs> where you spend money there's like three types of rooms uh, and, the, and, and there's a each time you sleep there you get a chest that uh, is replenished and when you open it it's a new kinstone so there's three types there's like green which are common and there's like blue and red there's gold but that's for like MSQ stuff you don't like keep those Minish Cap but, like, dude MSQ green you burn through those so many people require green and you burn through them so fast that like you feel like you gotta grind for them so like staying at the hotel is one of them oh, there's like a the town dude, Yakuza progression right here so Huber the town <laughs> at the beginning I think they wanted to like copy Chrono Trigger 
because it's like the millennial fair at the beginning because the yeah, game starts time. off you and Zelda are already friends you live with your like your yeah, smith I love a good like your, fair it's opening. like your father your grandfather is like master smith he's just your guardian you live with him and uh, Zelda comes to wake you up it's like hey it's the day of the fair come take me to the fair you go like see the sights and sounds and there's like a sort there's a, a, a tournament and uh, the winner gets you know like a prize uh, and the winner happens to be this mysterious person named Vadi and uh, he shows up and uh, he wreaks havoc and then uh, you have to go out uh, he destroys this sword and the only way to uh, undo the things he's done is to re kind of forge this powerful blade and he needs four elements and uh, you need the help of the Minish yeah the Minish uh, are all about Um, they're the ones who kind of like hit all the lore is that all the items like hidden in the world were from them basically cool cool yeah so there's like a little bit of a story behind it and it's really really cool to like when you go small it's like Honey I Shrunk the Kid stuff like like Grounded recently like the the threat of like everyday things being a threat because you're so small this game kind of does it on like a smaller like you know scale like it's raining in a spot Rain droplets are like hazards that will like demolish you. That's great. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like <laughs> a, so a, a, p- a little puddle of water you could walk across, normal size. If you don't have the like the the flippers to swim across, you're gonna drown in it. That's so you can't so even cool. cross it. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a nice thing to see that. It's cool. Um, yeah, and they like they they only have a handful of dungeons uh, in this one. My question was, how are they holding up? Um, I. Just fine. I never really thought they were that strong to begin with in the original one. Mm-hmm. There are some cool items. Like the first dungeon, you get the gust jar, which lets you suck up like web, cobwebs, and like dust, or even on enemies. There are some creative things you can do with the items uh, to, to uh, attack enemies that aren't clear. But there is a side quest where you get these newsletters from the, 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 the swords uh, tr- uh, swordsman trainer dude. Mm-hmm. Um he puts out a newsletter, and if you actually buy those and read them, they give you all these advanced hints about how to do stuff. But anyway, stuff like uh, the gust jar, like you, the, the Staphos, the skeletons dude, Huber. Yeah. If you use it on them, you suck off their head, and then their bodies walk around like aimlessly and stuff. Uh, but then you can, like, shoot the head back at them and just like kill them because they'll fall apart without That's it. Awesome. And but they, it's never taught to you like that. Yeah. Um. There's like you know, it has some spectacle to it. Um. Like it looks very nice. Um, visually, yeah. uh, I, I yeah, just like the dungeons. Wild how much you've discussed, and it's a Game Boy game, you know. Just like there's so many mechanics and yeah, well, it's Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Game Boy yeah, Advance. Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um, it seems advanced. Here it is. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's like it's it's a nice, charming game. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am looking forward to replaying the two Oracle games yes. again when they drop. Uh, because I actually started a. A pl- another playthrough of those to get reacquainted with them when my 3DS died, and so I had to like kind of a- abandon that like a year or so ago when that happened. Now they're coming out on this mm-hmm. because in my mind right now, I think I placed the Oracle games al- along with Link's Awakening above this. I did too. So for the traditional handheld yeah. games, I think Minish Cap was like my least favorite Word. of the bunch. Still cool though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really nice, and I think it uh. Yeah, I, I think someone like you, Huber, might dig it because of like all like the yeah. the bonds and then uh, economy in, in this game. Yeah. You're capped on rupees very strictly. Love that. Like you, they're, 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 they're free flowing, but like you'll find that you're like 
wasting them by collecting them. Like yeah. you need to go spend them. And then there's stuff you can't buy. It's not that you don't have enough rupees. It's that you can't carry your, enough. You're capped, so you can't buy certain things, favorites. which is kind of like nice to see something like that. Bag upgrade. And just first thing. Like, coming back to town, and the town keeps evolving. Things change there. Um, oh, there's Terry a whole town. What up? You uh, you do get to build two houses, Huber, and you get to pick. Who gets to live in those Dude, houses? Ooh, Terrytown vibes. There's stuff like that. Love that. The world does feel very compact and small. Yeah, it might yeah, be yeah, like yeah. the smallest feeling world of uh, the the portable games of the traditional portable games. So that's a little bit of a bummer to me. But there are some like really cool parts. Like I forgot about like the whole graveyard part, where like you need the lantern, or else it's like you can't see shit. Like and how they do lighting in it. It's like a little bit more advanced for its time. That's cool. Um, there's like you know figuring out a puzzle, how to navigate like a kind of like a lost woods. There's there's like the the tombstone area where you go into like a the king's tomb. Hell yeah! And yeah, the music and vibes during it it, 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 it has its moments, um, but I think it is a little bit overall like weaker mm-hmm. than maybe the other ones. Yeah, fucking hype. Uh, we got a couple general Zelda questions, so sure. I'm just gonna throw them in here. Tingle will be in Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, he, no. The names were in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like but Tingle not, Island. Yeah, but they weren't in his outfit. In it. Get. Yeah. We'll but I don't think he'll be in it. Do you guys like Tingle? Yeah. Yeah, I like Tingle. Tingle hype. He's a joke. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember if you remember when I told you what the, the gag is, Huber. Uh-uh. But his phrase is like, don't steal these. In English, he says, you know, Tingle, Tingle, Kulu, lim- Lumpa, whatever. And he, these are Tingle's magic words, don't steal them. But in Japanese, it's like a common phrase. So the gag is like, he's just trying to like... He's saying something everyone's like, that's not special. Like, it's more <laughs> of the joke. Like, he's kind of like a gimmick character. No, mm-hmm. But it doesn't really come off like that in the English translation. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, Jordan Dalwig wrote in, Greetings, allies. I finally did it. After years of uh, guaranteeing to my wife that she would love Breath of the Wild, she booted up and instantly fell in love. Watching her play gave me an itch to play a Zelda game as well. After hearing Damiani's excitement over Minish Cap, I decided to give it a go, and dang, it's another 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Which brings us to my question. What is the secret sauce? How does every mainline Zelda, whether 2D or 3D open world, come out outstanding? The secret sauce to Zelda. Well, I mean, for the... Especially for every game pre Breath of the Wild, I think it was just the the, the nature of how the world and dungeons were designed around items, mm-hmm. and uh, you have Metroidvania, which does its thing, we're exploring the world because it's like gated behind stuff. But then you have like the Zelda version, which is like the world. It, it's not necessarily that it's like it is sometimes gated, but it's like not. It's not in the same way. It's you see like how a dungeon is themed around an item, and Mm so you're going through it. You're still making progress, but like, damn, I can't even do that. I can't do that. And then you get the item, and like the dungeon, like just like fully like unlocks itself. All of its you see all of its potential, and like you see how puzzles get more elaborate because you have more items, and I think it just ramps up like that. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, it's just a combination of like atmosphere and music. I was gonna say it's a combination of a lot of things to mm-hmm. me. It's definitely music. It's the visual style of the Zelda games because they all look pretty different mm-hmm. nowadays. And um, you know, gameplay mechanics center around certain things. You know, stuff I, like that. You know, I started with puzzles, and I feel like Zelda has the best puzzles of all time in any series. Yeah, Zelda has good puzzles, like the best. They have a good line of like 
the best. They can make you scratch your head, but it's never like insane yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like in a Metroidvania, you're trying to figure out how to go somewhere like, yes. or, or you get lost and you're like, where am I supposed to go next? Zelda, it's not, I don't feel lost about where to yeah. go next. It's like, I know where I need to go, but how the heck do I deal with this yes. thing? And it's like, oh, I got to like use it. Like, which item did I need to use? And I think the dungeons are more reflective of like what you feel in a Metroidvania. It's yeah. like I actually don't know how to get over here. Like, how do I solve this like crazy puzzle? And you gotta get like the best of both. I feel mm-hmm. like, which is why I personally lament losing a little bit of like those more coherent, atmospheric dungeons in yes. Breath of the Wild. Because while the shrines had really good uh, physics-based puzzles, mm-hmm. um, there's something to be said about Zelda dungeons, like having those like themes, like either yes. a unique dungeon theme, like with music and like visual aesthetics yep like you think of like forest temple like ice temple like you know ice dungeon ice palace and like whatever. the story like, around those temples yeah, like, and all that like stuff a fire dungeon like you, you like you have these themes and they just look really amazing yeah and they can just be wildly different looking stuff and going from something as cool as like some of the dungeons like you saw in majora's mask or you know seeing the twilight princess dungeons and mm-hmm. then going to breast then going to breath of the wild it's like man they like the shrines are Cool puzzles, but they all kind of look the same. Yeah. They all feel yeah, the same. Yeah. Even like the divine beasts, like they all, yeah, they feel like glorified shrines almost. Yeah, it's missing a little bit of that, like that DNA. I think that yeah. is why you know. But I think it was offset so well by mm-hmm. having just like, the a, world, the world. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, Damiani. Uh, Mighty Omega wrote, "Hey, allies." Zelda games are generally always set in a distinct time period of Hyrule that's quite different from any we've seen before. And while this makes each game stand out, it can also be pretty frustrating when something you loved in one game is gone the next. Is there any element from a past Zelda game you wish got more time to be fleshed out? Be it story elements, characters, lore items, etc. I... I could distinct. I could say definitely yes. Thinking of a, a specific example at the moment, it's like eluding me because I haven't like thought about this in a long, long time. But I do remember moving on to like a new Zelda game, and oh, where where's this? Is this still exists? Mm-hmm. A good one is always for me. Here's one: the Temple of Time. Mm-hmm. In every Zelda game it's ever in, it's you know seeing how it's changed and if it's even like is it still like how is it like this Mm -hmm. so you see it in ocarina of time and then you go to twilight princess and it's like ruins and then like there's a dungeon Dungeon there and it's like wait a second what yeah and then you see it in breath of the wild it's like oh yeah it's it's, like ruined abandoned yeah so you kind of have these different versions and you kind of it's like man i wish i just get like you know more story about how it went became to this if it even connects Mm. at at that time yeah I like I remember, you know, Castletown in Twilight Princess, you know, very bustling, some yeah. stuff to do and some shops and all that stuff. And I always wanted like a more bigger version of that, you know. Yeah. And like how in Breath of the Wild they're just, you know, it's gone or something like that. We don't get anything like that in other games. I've always wanted that huge castle town that's bustling with people where you get quests and stuff like that. Just yeah. never got it. I remember we were teased with uh, Ocarina of Time in its development, the 3D versions of, like, towns. They yeah. had early screenshots that showed, like, villagers. It wasn't, like, pre-rendered backgrounds. And you, yeah. it was mm-hmm. like, oh, are we going to, like, go around a town in 3D? And you get that in, like, Kakariko Village. You yeah. have a little bit of that, but it feels a little bit more, 
I don't know. Like it, like it. It was nice for its time, but when you go back and play that, it's like so s- small now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we really haven't got something that's like offset that. Like, they, like Hyrule Castle Town has been various degrees. Yes. of that. even like Twilight Princess is still like a weird angle where it's not like f- full 3D normally. But I feel like we did kind of get, uh, at least to me, is pretty satisfactory. Um, in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. all the uh, the, the multiple towns? different towns we yeah. had, yeah, they were had, good. Yeah, and yeah, I was you like, had to have been probably pleased to see Gerudo Town. Yeah, seeing that like we've never like seen. That. Yeah, <laughs> seeing Hatano and seeing uh, Kakariko, and then like building Terrytown. It's like you mm-hmm. got the Rito. I mean, you have the Rito. Yeah, like you have these places that feel lived in, uh, and that's I think was a very important part of. Uh, Breath of the Wild for me is mm-hmm. that they had these amazingly dense zones, despite because I was worried with like the setup that oh the world's been ravaged, everyone's gonna be like in fleeing. It's gonna be like literally Zelda one people living in caves and shit because they're living in fear. But it's mm-hmm. like no, they're like flesh like that that, that twenty seventeen trailer. It was like whoa, they showed towns, baby. I was like mm-hmm. all right, all yeah. right, we got <laughs> yeah. some, all we right. got some life here. Then all like the the like kind of like the stables as well that, that were all over the place. Yeah, so it was kind of nice to see like life to still exist. But then coming across like ruins, mm-hmm. like the one in like the east, it was like that fortress uh, with like the flying guardians around mm-hmm. it. Like that was like yeah. it was like always raining there. Like sick stuff like that. Yeah, I guess like I always wanted. We did get a Wind Waker sequel, you know, but it was a DS game, and I yeah. wanted them to expand upon the Wind Waker's ocean mm. in a more fleshed out kind of way. I guess because there's potential there, but it feels so. Like, the islands are kind of just whatever, some of them, and it feels pretty empty, and you can't even swim underwater, which always really bothered me. Yeah, that... I wanted them to, like, do more stuff like that. Gotta play Horizon. Yeah, you gotta play, <laughs> you gotta play Horizon for that. Yeah, Horizon does stuff that I wanted Zelda to do. Yeah, that was a, that was <laughs> that a very that was a very easy uh, kind of, like, low-hanging fruit to go after Wind Waker for criticisms. Like, whole game, I'm setting the, wall, like the ocean, the great sea, and, like, you don't can't go underwater? What? Yeah. Like, there's no, like, you can barely even swim in this? Yeah. It's, it was, you know, it was kind of a funny criticism, but it's true. I mean, you did have previous games where you were going like both Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time you go underwater yeah and Twilight Wind- Princess then you is, go underwater and is swim Wind-, Wind Waker on Switch now? no no <laughs> or Twilight Princess? nope no. they're both Wii U yep Damn they're it. both locked to Wii U or GameCube whichever uh, yeah sadly yeah. Wind Waker I have not played like since it came out pretty much mm-hmm. like I want to revisit that one the most for sure yeah, yeah that one uh, that one's like the more like the more surprising because they wanted oh, to Wind give Waker. that game a second chance on uh, Wii U, whereas Twilight Princess performed very well for its release. Yeah, the Wind Waker was, you know, maybe un- oh, didn't I remember. fully realize. I remember his the cartoony backlash. Yeah. I remember it, mm-hmm. it probably didn't realize its full potential. And I grew up with that shit. It mm-hmm. had a lot of hype going to Wii U, <laughs> but the problem was that system didn't have a large install base. Right. I feel like putting that out on Switch would probably do that game its justice and you probably see how really how popular it actually is yeah. now. Yeah. Like it's very yeah. beloved among oh, yeah. like Zelda fans, but definitely. Definitely a lot of people haven't played it. Yeah. And it seems like they put a little bit of effort into that one, especially over like Twilight Princess. They kept mm-hmm. like showing it seems progress more, stuff. And it's yeah. a little weird that they've held it back to Wii U. I mean there have been rumors that it and Twilight Princess are supposed to come to Switch, but who she knows? knows yeah. yeah. Who knows? Probably want tears to come out first. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, that. yeah, 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 definitely. Okie dokie. It is time for Sort It Out! Uh, if you're new to the show, you know what Sort It Out is. It's just something that, you know, we're, we're not too happy with in the game industry. It could be a game, company, whatever. 
someone needs to sort or someone needs to sort something out in their life, all right? Dominic, you look like you had one locked and loaded. Well, it's not video game related, but I said I was going to say it. Okay, just say it. Well, I just definitely want to say, sort it out to Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's, okay. For, you have a birthday coming up, and they freaking send you a free drink. It's like, not even like one free chicken tender. One like, drink. what is that, it's Raising like a buck fifty, dude. Yeah, two it's like, bucks. It's like, gee, that's cheaper than the drink. Drinks out like three bucks. It's like, I mean, yeah, they give you more money, but it's like, can I trade this for like a chicken tender, man? Like, come on. Man, that's funny. A little, a little bummed out about that. That so. is funny. Especially, like, a let down. especially how loyal you are, like the amount down. of business you give them. Man. Let down. Yeah. I was like, all right, man, that's that's fine. Just had to say that one. Cuber, do you have anything you want sorted? Just baseball, dude. Oh, baseball. Sort okay. It out. <laughs> like, sort out. Why are why are you like why are you going against your fans? I don't know. I've t- I've talked to some baseball fans who do not like this pitch clock whatsoever, and they're like alienating the fans to try to get the young people to watch baseball, but then what if the young people still don't watch baseball? Are we still going to have this stupid rule? The only thing I guess, Huber, is because the old fans are eventually going to die out. Yeah. And they don't want baseball as a sport to, like, die, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a it weird situation. It just me out how impatient, like, society is just mm-hmm. with their screens. They always got to be on their screens. Sadly, that's just the, the way it's it sad. is now. It just bums me. Yeah. Out. Baseball was like one of the last places yeah. where you could go and just like disconnect from all of reality with no <laughs> pressure, no rush. You know, you just sit and chill. It's like so comforting going to a baseball game, having a beer and a hot dog with a with a loved one or a friend or anyone. And and like that's it. There's no rush. And now all of a sudden there's like this fucking insane auto scroll rush, dude. Auto-scroll. I can't handle it. Huber. Bums me out. Sort it out. Basketball. I know you said basketball is fast paced, but you know why it is fast paced? I never made my counter argument to you. Mm. It's fast paced <laughs> because of the shot clock. Yeah, because yeah, teams yeah. used to swing the ball around nonstop. They yeah. like they stay there forever. Yeah. On a side, if the team never shot the ball or but defense that's like ever made a stop, fundamentally breaking the game. Whereas baseball was not broken. There was no nothing wrong. No, but that's how basketball is played. But people are like, it's boring as shit. So like, there nobody, might have been nobody has thought probably, baseball is boring pro- until like recently. I don't know, man. I, I I mean, I definitely heard people say like games are like too long. Like I will never watch like a game like whole way through and stuff. Like that's mm. I, I, maybe the in person experience, Huber. You're absolutely like right. Like that's Dude, I that's. Love just but like people, they're, they're, this is home. the problem. It's now like it's it's a business, and when you watch it on TV. They don't want it to be three and a half, four hours. Like you they don't want to lose viewers. They sure. they want it to be snappy. Isn't it like the longer the game, the more ads? No, because the the the, the innings are determined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean the yeah it, it, it's. Uh, I mean I don't know technically how it works, yeah. but I think they would rather they would probably get higher paying advertisers potentially if, if games more were, people are if more people are watching them. I mean, and I think they're they're yeah, trying yeah. to address the TV viewership because sure. TV deals are where like the most mm-hmm. money is made for yeah. this stuff broadcasting rights and uh Base, you, yeah. dude that's what the MLB needs to do is you start giving away more games for free honestly it's really hard to watch baseball games 
Yeah, isn't like the NFL like this? Like the packages, like sometimes you can't even get all the games even if you buy the most yeah, expensive it's thing. it's ridiculous. Like if you want baseball to succeed, make it more available. Yeah, uh, I think NFL just said like, was it Ticket or whatever? It's coming to YouTube TV. Yeah. They were the ones who signed it because I know Apple wanted it to put a part of their subscription, yeah. but they were like, and now no. They have, now they have NFL games on Prime. Yeah. Like if you just mm. Prime, Thursday you get to watch yeah. Prime. Twitch actually does it too. Yeah. They show some games. Like, it would be a, like a nice thing, even if it was a way just to like the the you know maybe not pay like a super premium, but like like a yeah. like an in between where it's like if you are a YouTube TV subscriber, you like in your region you'll get like all the Dodger games. There are no blackouts for yeah. you as a Dodgers mm-hmm. fan. You but you only get to pick like one team and like yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't these like packages like hundreds of dollars? Oh, too? they're so expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive. It's crazy. Yeah, and like the the Dodger had like a couple. There's like billions of dollars contract TV hey, deal. So yeah, like, even if you only... live in LA sometimes you couldn't even watch a LA Dodgers game. Yeah. Like that what, sucks. What is that backwards bullshit? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, that's a that's a shame. God. It's a damn shame. Bums me out. Yeah, I don't have any gaming ones. That's okay. Got nothing right now. Well, I mean mine is sorted out Capcom where's where's the RE4 demo? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What are you, what are you waiting go. for? It's less than a month away. It's like, what is this? Sort it out. Sort it out, Capcom. I want to be playing it by now. (laughs) What up? (laughs) Proxy accounts, dude. Play it ten times. (laughs) I don't think I have any sorted outs either. I'm just like trying to struggle to play games because there's so many. I haven't played shit. Sort out with too many good games coming out, I guess. Just give me a break. Yeah, pump the brakes. (laughs) Too much good shit. God. Oh, no. um, Dude... Sorted out, Suicide Squad. Looks kind of whack. Sorted out. <laughs> I don't really know about this. Obviously, oh. I will give it a fair shot. Oh. But what I saw did not get me very excited. Could be all right. Don't know. But game feels like it's three years too late. It really does feel like it's three years too late. It really Really does, Brad. Who are you saying? You were saying uh, Insomniac is kind of like taking over now. Yeah, Spider-Man. But you Get know what I'm going to point to? Get wrecked, Suicide Squad. I know Squad. it's not, not superhero, but it's like in the same vein, I feel like. Because I'm going to play the first one before the sequel comes out. Star Wars? Star Wars. So Jedi. So Fallen fun. Order. Fallen so Order. So fun. Survivor. Yeah. It's like... More proof that yeah, like you're basically co- a superhero. God tier like combat game, yeah. like go- combat system, single player, carry, single player experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. As like that's like imagine like yeah. I, for me, Huber Suicide Squad. What I was thinking like the best outcome could have been yeah. is like RE combo system where like I do a punch and then like you could do a set of like RE fives like elaborate combos. Dude, imagine them and shit. Yeah, imagine being able to like <laughs> team up with somebody and have that level of depth in like melee combat. We like saw none of that in, in the gameplay. It was four people fl- flying and zipping around sure. shooting guns. You said Gotham Knights had a little bit of that, right? Like nothing. But like nothing. Might as well this could have been the yeah. one that's like, okay, they could have seen yeah. a reaction like, okay, they like this, but we didn't go far enough. Suicide Squad, like Roxanne, we're letting you know, they like go all in on this. Yeah. This is like where it's going to be sick. And it's like, imagine you do four player with that four player combo setups. Yeah. You get like Power Stone territory. Too hard to turn. It's just, yeah. I'm worried it's yeah. everything is just going to feel like a big cluster of a brawl kind of thing like that. Yeah. We had the same exact fear. With Gotham Knights, yeah. Brad, and that fear became a reality. Yeah, it did. You know, when we co-opt that game, it did devolve into, like, we would really, really try to go in and, like, 
stealth takedown everyone, and we get a few, and then it was just like, oh, okay, we're just mash I it just out. Think that universe as like a live service game, their universe specifically, they want feels kind of weird. Yeah, and like they've brought the comparisons on themselves. I've seen like. The, the, there's like 5% of the internet is defending the game. Yeah. And all of them are like, it's not Arkham. It's not Arkham. They fucking said it in the Arkham universe. Obviously, there's going to be comparisons. Right. You can't just be like, it's not Arkham. It's way different. But it's in the same universe, so all you Arkham fans are going to be invested. Mm-hmm. But it's not Arkham. Like, it's way different. Why wouldn't you? Do, yeah. If they it's, wanted to, they should have separated from exactly. that. Exactly. Like, not even market it as that. Like, there's exactly. no. I mean, maybe in the story there's some reason, but like other than that, it seems like you're just inviting those comparisons. Exactly. You, like, it's yeah. kind of obvious. I hope there's just more to it that we haven't seen. Same. So I guess we'll see when it comes out. Gotham but. Knights was a seven, but seven ain't good enough for Rocksteady. games like this and Rocksteady. Exactly. Yeah. Rocksteady freaking studios. <sighs> mm-hmm. One of the best in the biz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort it out. Dude. Sort you got out. me triggered, bro. Sorry. Damn it. Uh, this is sorted out from L E L. Hey allies, sort it out. Redfall and Suicide Squad's announcements uh, that they will need an online connection even for single player is both stupid and annoying. So annoying. Yes. The online requirement has never been met positively by consumers and has always been more of a detriment than a boon to the game. I don't understand the logic behind this, especially for people like me whose internet connection is always or isn't always stable. Seriously, what are they thinking? Sort it out. Sort it the hell out. Everyone is just like, oh, we can be Destiny. You know what it reminds oh, me of? Oh, we can be Destiny. It, I always remember Diablo 3. Oh, my God. Just that launch, dude. Yeah. I just always remember that. Yeah. And it's like, it's been a long time since that happened, but it's just like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't even just kill yeah. a few monsters if I wanted to. Uh, infinitely, like if you asked me a couple years ago, it would be shocking, but I'm infinitely, maybe not that shocking, because even when we first saw it, I was hyped as fuck, infinitely more excited for Redfall mm-hmm. than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because at least in Redfall, when you're playing on your own, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Single player, hop in, it's just you. Changes mm-hmm. the pace, changes the vibes. The fact that Suicide Squad is bots. Mm-hmm. It's because it's it so bots in the story, I guess. Yeah. You, know, you have yeah. to have them. Like, it just makes it feel like it's four players or bust for this game. It is, yeah. You know? Yeah, four yeah. players online to get the true experience at all times. Like, this, this, so many red flags. So yeah. many red flags for that game. Uh, Corrigal wrote in and said, Sort it out. Hey, Bungie. I've loved your work since uh, Marathon and Oni. Marathon. But I can't figure out what I can't figure out where the hell to go to play Destiny 2 or play to play the Destiny 1 and 2 storylines in order. Oh. Are you not I think you can up anymore. to the task? Am I not worth your time? Or are you just being or are you just too lazy to create simple UI and menu options for new and returning players? I'm looking at you too, Overkill Software. What the hell did you do to Payday 2? <laughs> Yeah, I guess when I played Destiny, when I hopped back into it after a while, I had no fucking idea. Yeah, what I was absolutely. Doing. Oh, it's so confusing. Yeah, I was like, where yeah. am I supposed to go? What? Yeah. What's what came first? So difficult. Yeah, it is kind of weird. They've removed a lot of content, so you can't even go through the whole. Yeah. Which is very annoying. That's why we made sure to go through with uh, Damiani. Oh like, yeah, yeah. We got to go through some of this shit before they remove it. Was it the start of the F or was it Destiny Two? Yeah, what was the last thing we went through that I like, actually grabbed? Forsaken. Forsaken, yeah. Forsaken, yeah. yeah we grabbed they, that. Yeah. Gotta you feel like it's forsaken. going away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the mm. hell? 
And it's like, okay, is it the cross-gen? Like, didn't they blame it on, like, limitations? Yeah, probably something. Something. Game would but be, yeah. like, too big, apparently. Yeah, that that's... File size-wise. What, like... You know what would be cool? If they had an, a single-player offline mode where you could just go through the campaign in order... That'd be nice too, but even if they would just, um, you know, maybe bring, do they bring back old stuff for events or something like that? From the vault? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't they were like, yo, it's back. This campaign's yeah. back for a month or something. I think something. maybe they teased that at one point. I cannot confirm. I do not know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's very disappointing because I know, like, the Destiny lore's crazy and people love that stuff. Yeah. But if you can't even play it, I guess. Like, it's I understand it's an online game, and online games change a lot. Yeah. But the fact that you can't play through, like, the campaign the or story, whatever. Yeah, because Fortnite is like, oh, you can't play those old seasons, but, it, like... Yeah. I mean, there is a story in Fortnite, but this is, like, so different. It's, like, such a narrative focus. Yeah. It's like, you do want to see those missions. Yeah. You want your guardian to go on that journey. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you play Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Play Anytime. All yeah. They, they like, yeah. For the most part, they don't take anything away. They just yeah. keep refining it yeah. you know, to make it like faster to get through it. Minus yeah. like seasonals and shit. But yeah, yeah dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's disappointing. It really hopefully, is. they'll do something in the future. I wonder if we'll, like Destiny Three will be in twenty thirty or something, or just like never. I don't. Know. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. they just keep doing Destiny Two. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is from Cash. Sort it out. What is going on with Halo? This was supposed to be Microsoft's flagship answer to Destiny. A return to what we loved about Halo with a multiplayer evolving storyline. So why did it take 343 seven years to release Halo Infinite with no co-op, Forge, no plans for story DLC, and a lackluster and a lackluster battle pass system? Halo Infinite, more like Halo Finite. Sort it out. Halo Finite. Yeah, Halo's, Halo Infant's been kind of a, a mess. It started so promising, yes, too. Yes, it did. It, that thing fell like a freaking meteor. It started, the potential was there. Yeah. The blueprint was there. Everyone the core was, was nice. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, this is a great start. Yeah, it was good. Great foundation. Let's, yeah. let's see where this goes. And then it went nowhere. It went nowhere, sadly. Well, that yeah. studio's had a lot of problems. I honestly, like, is it... Just with this this whole, this might, might be harsh, but I really just blame Microsoft's leadership on a lot of I this. I think that's a pretty yeah. common thing that people say. Yeah. yeah, just like the lack of exclusives. The, the like They should have had that shit locked down, dude. Halo Infinite, that was their moment. That was their game to yeah. like carry yeah. the Xbox. Because, you know, PlayStation is out selling it by a good amount. Mm-hmm. Switch is freaking Switch. Mm-hmm. So like Xbox really needed Halo to be like... Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not Fortnite levels, but, like, that level of engagement, dude, where people are still, like, people should still be talking about and playing Halo Infinite right now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It could have just, been, like, been that constant in a in a, the drought, you know? Yeah. When it talks about the first-party drought of Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, if you just had Halo cooking this entire time. With, like, new story new content. New story, new yeah. seasons, new everything. It would have made the wait for stuff like fine, mm-hmm. whatever. I got Game Pass and I got Halo. Yeah. I'm chilling. Yeah, Microsoft's uh, leadership has yeah. come into question a lot recently. Yeah. Their management. I really want like a freaking documentary or, a good, or a, good pla- a good place that's trying to put as much of this story together about how this all fell apart. Yeah. You know? Because it just seems... Final hours, dude. Keely, we need it. Yeah. We've been... Final hours for the shutdown Halo. It's what it is. <laughs> we, yeah. We've been waiting a long time for games from them like Fable. And yeah. We were talking about Hellblade 2 yesterday. Jeez, yeah. Like yeah. where is A lot of Hellblade stuff. 2? But 
this year it seems like things are finally coming out. Like we're getting yeah. Redfall in May. Yeah. Then we're getting Starfield pretty soon after that. Then we're going to get, yeah, maybe. Then we're going to get Forza. So it's like the yeah. things are starting to happen, but it's taken a long time. Yeah. So hopefully they will continue that trend of more games, more stuff, more great stuff coming out. Like can't yeah. forget Hi-Fi Rush is them. You know, Rush, they own that. Baby, yeah. They seem Rush. to be doing well with like smaller projects, yeah. but these yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, the the huge stuff. Seems They're not to having be like the big triple A with them right yeah, now. Yeah. All right, this is from Kenneth Childs. What the hell is with all this money grubbing bullshit and Fire Emblem Engage, Nintendo? <laughs> As I was playing the game, I felt really starved for gold and, and SP. Now, I love oh, a good yeah. tight economy and a game that forces you to make uh, meaningful decisions, yeah. but something fell off here. I asked a friend of mine, and he said that he was selling all the items that he was picking up off the ground for small amounts of gold that added up over time. It turns out I never got any of these items because they don't appear unless you signed up for Nintendo Switch Online. Wait. And I wasn't about to do that for a single-player game. On top of that, the next best way to get money in SP is to buy their goddamn DLC pass. <laughs> Nintendo, please respect your own fucking in-game economy or economics. Sort it out. So yeah, there, there, there's stuff. If you have online enabled in a battle, there are these yellow and purple swirly-looking things that you stand on. One of them gives you a. Uh, uh, this currency that's used for other stuff, you don't sell it. But the others can be like uh, material items as well. But after you finish any battle, including skirmishes, which is like a random, any existing battlefield, like you can go back to it uh, and, and replay a battle. But like a, an enemy icon has to appear on it, and they kind of uh, switch every now and then. I forget what actually switches them up. After each of those battles, you can walk the battlefield, mm -hmm. and there are items like maybe four or five that you can get. And as you donate, there's a uh, as you donate gold. This is another thing why the economy is so hard in this game is if you donate gold to uh, level up each region, you get more of those items. Uh. But that stuff's used for other things as well. Like just selling them actually isn't necessarily recommended. If you're playing on the easier difficulties, sure, because you're gonna you're not gonna need them to forge more powerful. Uh, versions of your weapons, but if you're like playing on harder difficulties, you need that stuff. So yeah, it it gets very. There's like a few key moments in the game where they just dump a bunch of gold on you. Um, it's basically as you clear each continent or country, you mm -hmm. get like a like a boon of gold. Uh, but it goes away so fast because then you also unlock better quality weapons to buy from the store, new items to buy, and while they're I think that's why they did rid got rid of durability. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily to streamline, like making it easier for people to not worry about their weapons breaking. It's because the economy was so brutal. They probably like, oh god, like let's just take that away because that's gonna like drive everyone insane. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but like <laughs> some of the stuff you couldn't participate in. I felt like because you were restricted by gold. Um, I yeah, it's a uh, and then holding. I didn't know about the DLC being the best way to grind for it. That that's kind of scummy. SP was an issue. That's the thing to unlock um, skills. Uh, those uh, emblem rings with the the twelve heroes, the celebration part of this game, being an anniversary game. Mm -hmm. uh, as you level up those uh, the bond with that character, uh, each level has a new skill. Uh, some of them is like more powerful versions. There's like four unique skills, and they have like five levels each. And then uh, when you want to equip a different ring, or not even a ring, you can pay SP to uh, unlock one of those skills permanently that you can equip. You have two slots where you can equip any skill that you've inher inherited, but you've paid to unlock. Uh, but 
they cost a lot. And, like, you earn SP by, like, defeating an enemy or taking action in battle, but it's, like, very minuscule. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, for, like, up to one ring, you're swimming in it. But then after that, like, it gets really, really hard to unlock or earn enough SP to really do anything meaningful. So this game is very – for getting all that stuff, it becomes kind of grindy, which was, like, a huge turnoff to me. Sounds whack. Yeah. Sounds whack. Sort it out, Nintendo. Cool. I love – Tight economies. Tighten it up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, it's time for Keep It Up. Keep It Up. Which is the exact opposite of Sword Out. That's what we're pumped for. When we, we replayed, uh, when we replayed Dragon Quest VIII, literally saved our money the entire freaking game. The entire game. Yes. Got to like the end-ish or like a town, late town. Yeah. Like two weapons. Or like two items to buy all the gold. Yeah. Saving it the entire time. It's yeah. like that out of control. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like a grindy game if you want to yeah. do st- if you want to buy equipment yeah. more often. You gotta grind. Yeah. Uh keep it up, dude. Um keep it up. Dude, uh the PlayStation classic they added. The Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon. They added it. And that which is, is great. Dude, there's so many games. And the, Metroid Prime. And the best part is you don't need to be on the premium tier. You could just buy this one. Keep it up. You can just buy it. I think it's like ten bucks. Keep it up. Good job. Good Do job. that more. Yeah, we've more had that. we've had that shit on sorted out yeah. many times. <laughs> more. So now they're getting on the keep it up. Well keep done. Keep it up. Keep well it done up. there. Yeah. Good job. You did well this month. Yeah. Anything else from you two? Anything you want to keep them anything that he said keep it up for? Resident Evil 4. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep up. Keep it up. The momentum. They're doing good. The hype. It's like the best kind of hype where it's like somehow insane levels of hype, but it's not too much. It's like right on that threshold, dude. It's threading the (laughs) needle of like any more is like overexposure, but it's just like the maximum amount of hype, dude. That's perfect. Hell yeah. Yeah. Anything for you, Damiani? Anything you're pleased with? Nothing particular. Okay. Totally cool. Nothing this time. All right. Keep it up, dude. Free updates on games. Free VR updates. Yeah. Free uh, next-gen updates. Witcher 3, even though it's botched, I respect that it's free. Still broken, by the way. Um, months later, frame rate dips. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what was I, I going to say? I was going to say one other one that was relevant. I don't know. I got one. Free updates. Um, Keep it up. Chrono Cross, I think, got oh, an update. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. Yes. Which is very good. Yes. I think it's like a higher frame range, just better overall. Like, good. Hell it took yeah. too long. It took way too long. Yeah. And it should have been like that when the game came out, but at least it's better now. They got there. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, good job. Uh, this is from Reptile Scorpio. Keep it up. Ryu ga go- Gotoku. I don't know. I never know how to say that name. Studio. Never thought we would see Ishin make it to the West. I'm so glad they are they are a full Kiwami-style remake of the game, especially when they have another Yakuza spinoff coming this year and a sequel to, like, sequel to Like a Dragon out next year. Yeah, they're firing all cylinders. Oh, yeah, dude. Normie core. Normie core. Fire those games out, dude. Assassin's Creed now. It's the new Assassin's Creed, dude. Yakuza. Apparently Crank them. Ubisoft's doubling even further down on Assassin's Creed. You see that? No, dude. Like... Seven games or something That's in development. The thing that makes the money, man. Yep, yep. Uh, Iron Pirate 
said, keep it up. Farm will engage auto advanced dialogue speed. Uh, yeah. Fully voice acted scenes move at the perfect con- conventional conversational pl- uh, place with the audio advance option. Yeah, that was nice. The pace. There we go. I'll correct that because it's going to bother me. With the audio advance option. So that's good. All right. An LEL wrote in again for this one. Keep it up. I can't believe I'm saying this, but keep it up, EA. While I still have reservations about them as a company, there's no denying that they've been delighting or delivering great games like Dead Space Remake, Wild Hearts, and Jedi Survivor. Looks like it's going to be amazing. And if you're speed unbound. Yeah. So as weird as it sounds, keep it up, EA. Yeah. They're pretty good at those. Some good games coming out of them. Hell yeah. I'll say keep it up for... Uh Tango Huber. Hell Keep yeah. it up, Because I, I played a bit of Hi-Fi Rush and uh, good stuff. Cool. Played through the first boss. And I was like, cool. yo, Keep it up. good stuff. If you have PS Plus Extra, check out Ghostwire Tokyo on there. And I'm sure it'll come to Game Pass probably pretty soon. Oh, yeah. In uh, March or May, right? So, yeah. Probably this month sometime. Yeah. So, check out that game, too. I always get March and May mixed up. Uh, now we got some shout-outs for some of our most generous patrons, some of, some of our higher-tier patrons. We greatly appreciate them. Uh, shout-outs this month include Jabberwobs, Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Raymond Wheeler III, and, uh, what was it, Zio? This is old. Let me look this up real quick. It's Zio something. VGM. Is it? I'm going to double-check. Zio VGM. I want to make sure. I'm thinking it's Zio VGM, but I just want to double-check. To make sure we get always this right. double check, always mate. double check, Live always double, double check, check me, dude. Because I did not update this, unfortunately. Shoutouts. I remember keeping Zio up. VGM. Yeah. Yes, keep it up. Free updates was uh, Hitman and uh, Sifu. Okay, free there shit, free shit. Love free shit. Love that free shit. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Hitman, Hubert, you've been playing Hitman Freelancer. What's up with this? Incredible. Okay. Incredible. Unbelievably incredible. Like, wow. 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 Blown away by how good this is. This is exactly what Hitman needed for me because going through each Hitman, you know, one, two, three. I was not, not, I'm not talking about the older ones, but uh, going through these new, the new Hitman trilogy. The only criticism I had personally, there wasn't enough incentive to go back and revisit stages. Mm. Like, each stage had a mastery level, and the more you played it, you'd level it up, and you would unlock things in the stage. Like, oh, you could now start the stage in a different location, or you could start with a costume, or, you know, little perks and buffs. But it was like, you know, you've already been through the story, you've already killed the targets. Like, they would have... uh, you know, elusive targets and, and other little modes, like uh, mm-hmm. the escalation modes to to incentivize you to go back in there. But I never really had the itch to the go back. itch to go back in and really grind and replay those levels over and over. I mean, I did, of course. I would replay them a couple times, but, like, I'm good. Now with Hitman Freelancer. Takes place after Hitman 3. There's a very small amount of plot. Very small. Just basically the premise. I won't say that um but it is it has turned hitman into a roguelite where which you love which i love 
and it is the perfect excuse and perfect amount of stakes and investment to go back and replay levels from the entire trilogy. So you start out in a bunker and you have to go through, it is so fucking hard. It is so brutally hard. You have to, you have to beat like pretty much, you, you can fail like once in a while here and there at most, but there are like 18 or so stages you need to do in a row pretty much without failing. Cause if you fail like, so it'll start out with a pack of three, four, five, and six missions. So the third mission will be a showdown. And then the next one, it'll be like, you know, you do the, you do the smaller missions, like one, two, three, and then a showdown. And then like one, two, three, four showdown. Mm -hmm. If you fail a showdown, it's over. <laughs> a showdown is really difficult because depending on how you did on the other stages, it may make them more alert. And also on a showdown mission, every showdown, you don't know exactly who the target is. You have to find the target. There will be like six possible suspects and you know what they're wearing and their tendencies. So it'll be like, okay, person wearing a hat, glasses, and a necklace, and has tattoos that smokes. So it's like, okay, I gotta find this person in the level. So it like forces you to just be in the moment and try to adapt to these stages in a different way than originally. Uh, and it, and again, it's a perfect way to experience all the levels again because you're working towards something, you know? You pick a, you have to pick a campaign before you start each set of missions. Remember, there's you have to finish four campaigns to finish this whole thing. Uh, so you pick a campaign and it'll be like, okay, you're gonna go to these levels. Oh, this campaign has these levels. So you kinda, you have a little bit of freedom. Uh, when you successfully beat a mission, you get some money. You can then use the money. I wish there was a little more usage for the money. You can use the money when you're in a map, and if you find it like an arms dealer, you can then buy a weapon from that person. Okay. And like, you know, if you get out alive, you take it back to the safe house. Because every time you wipe out, every time you get wiped, you lose half your cash Ooh. and all your items. There is a progression with the items a little bit. Like when you level up, there's zero to 100 mastery for this whole mode. A couple level ups will like permanently unlock a gun, but like tools and stuff like lock picks or screwdrivers or wrenches or like silenced pistols, mm -hmm. the, the coins, the most valuable shit that makes Hitman trivial that like everyone, the, the yeah. meta, you know, you can't meta this shit. You have to adapt. You have to use the items that you find or, or or that you know that that you're given like when you finish a mission you'll get a little loot box and you can pick one of three items like that's randomized so like you have to adapt to every level you play and it just feels new and exciting and freaking awesome yeah yeah watching you play it it i mean and then you know just having you redescribe it again yeah. i mean it really feels like they did their homework and yeah. addressing that way the com biggest complaint you had about incentivizing people to go back but like i think they looked at like randomizers just in general yeah. and but, like put more context behind them like 
randomizers are fun ways to go back and play old content but like what if we give you like more like meaning and purpose like like a story behind this and yeah. like maybe make some progression behind it so like i think yeah. they just tied a little bit more into it that yes. just takes it a little bit of step beyond that absolutely and then adding like a roguelite element where it's like there is progression as well yes. as carries over and there's stakes as yeah. well like randomizer you lose like you don't lose your stuff so it's yeah. like they i think they did the right mix because like they really it, did it, as you said even though i wasn't playing it i felt like the tension of you gotta like adapt on the fly to this yeah. stuff. Like it, it tests your mastery. I think it's expects it really players to know the map. Like yeah. you play this map you so many really times. You really need to know. Yeah. You're gonna learn these maps. You're yeah. gonna really learn these maps. But yeah. it's like, what if we throw a different situation at you at each time? Like there's a different barrier here. Like you know, mm-hmm. that barrier could be a whole d- bunch of different things. Like yeah. a, a an outfit you need to get past that guy, or like how do you like bypass this thing? And it's like. Start learning to use your toolkit a little bit more, yeah. you, and then like so many different things. And then like thinking about the environment, like could I go? Like I never went this way, like or I never took this path. Let yeah. me try see. And like, it's that stuff that I think that excites veterans. A Absolutely. Lot. Um, yeah, Damiani, you nailed it. There's just enough progression because one thing I didn't mention: this safe house upgrades mm. as you level up, dude. Hitman player housing. You level up, it unlocks like. The wardrobe, all your suits are there. You level up uh, an entire upstairs. You go upstairs, dude. There's like the living room, mm. the dining room table. He's got a be- dude bedroom. You got to be level 31 to unlock Damn. that bedroom. <laughs> you can unlock outside. There's like all the shit you can unlock. Some of the levels too were like different furnitures. You could cycle through some like furniture, like and like as you level up too, you feel it too because like early on there's just boxes everywhere. But when you upgrade, like, say, the furniture, it'll remove the boxes mm, and then put the, like, table there and the chairs, everything. So, and and then just having, like, a little bit of story. Like, making it feel, like, kind of just this epilogue footnote to cap off Hitman. I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping when you beat it, there's just, like, a little something. Just, like, a little cutscene, you know, doesn't even need to be long. Like, a mm-hmm. minute. Just give me, like, a minute long yeah. Wrap up. Yeah, I I'm agree. Uh, I don't know if you said this or not. I can't remember. Um, is there like items you pick at the beginning that are randomized before you go on a run or anything like that? Yeah, when you, uh, before each mission, you get like a loot box. Okay. And there's three items and you can just pick one to take. One? Okay. Just one. Okay. And then you have a certain amount of items you can bring in and capacity. So everything is like numbered. So like a wrench takes like two or three slots. Your capacity is six. What do you want to bring Got in? Got it. As you level up, your capacity increases, so that helps out. That's cool. So, yeah, just enough progression and story to tie everything together and then just making the gameplay incredible. And the stakes have, like, never been higher. It's, like, elusive target level stakes where, you know, on stream I've died. I've gotten to the end of the second campaign now two or three times, dude, and I just keep dying because, mm. like, dude, and, and it's an investment. Like, some of these levels, dude, 30, 40 minutes, 30, 45 minutes for one mission. You get out, you played it so well, so slow-paced, methodical. Get to another level, dude. One wrong move. Yeah. One wrong move. Like, the last time I streamed it, dude, I was at the end of the second campaign, and, like, I was, like, hiding. I was, like, doing all my shit. I was, like, all right, chill. Guys are walking away. I was, like, all right, now's my time. I'm going to go stab them. Walked into, like, a camera 
that I didn't see immediately alerted everyone, shooting me down. It's over. (laughs) Game over. Back to the beginning. It's like brutal. Such high stakes. Like, I really want to get through this thing. It's going to be hard. It almost feels like Darkest Dungeon. This is like, yeah. (laughs) This is like. Yeah. Max Huber game. This yeah. is like what Huber is yeah. so into right now, these kind it. of things. Yes. Uh, this was free too, right? Free upgrade. Free update. Yeah. Hitman's like kind of weird now. It's like all three are in one. So now it's been rebranded as the Hitman Hitman World of Assassination. And it has all three campaigns in a row. All under the same umbrella, same progression, all factors in into one nice package. And it, like, I, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say truly that I think Hitman World of Assassination uh, is one of the best possible games you can play today. It is absolutely one of the best investments you can invest in, is Hitman World of Assassination. Damn. No question. If you love, if you have a passing interest in any kind of stealth video game, Check it out. Yeah, it's good. Hitman's very good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Damiani, for our final game, you've been playing a game I'm curious about, which is Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. Yeah, dude! Which yeah. I never played. No, we, me either, dude. We, uh, this Game Boy Advance emulation is I- insane! Yeah. We uh, we played on Stream Team. Uh, had uh, Huber and Gabby with me. Mm-hmm. Um Gonna say one thing about this game. It's an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like in the going back to like the original Super Mario RPG, when you level up, uh, you pick one of your categories to kind of like give like a, a bonus to. Um, and this one, there's a little bit of like RNG, a little like uh, oh. like rolling, like which how many points you get added to the category is just like you know random. Oh, okay. Uh, I always kept getting ones. Ooh. Pass over to Huber. He was like, no, give it to Gabby. Gabby, all but like Gabby one time, Gabby was getting like the high. She got a plus four. We didn't even know four, four was an option. Four was an option. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like three was an option. She pulled out a plus four. I was like, yeah. yo, what's up? I was like, this is great. Getting super powerful right now. Thank yeah, you, Gabby. That's funny. So, um, yeah, this is the this is the believe that the first in the Mario and Luigi saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like after so after Super Mario RPG, Nintendo wants to like keep making like Mario RPG style games. We have the Paper Mario series going its direction, which was like the console version, and then the handheld series was the Mario and Luigi. This is Alpha Dream, who unfortunately was recently uh, shut down by Nintendo, mm-hmm. so they are no longer around. What you got, Heber? Um, always got that. I always got to ask my lore questions. Are Super Mario... Paper Mario is technically a sequel to Super Mario RPG? No. No. It's its own spiritual thing. Spiritual. It's a spiritual follow-up. Yeah. And then these are also in their they're, own they're, Yeah. So you got Super Mario RPG here, the Paper Mario's here. As far and as I understand, Mario and Luigi's yes. They, they, yeah. All separate. Mario and Luigi yeah. have their continuity. Paper Mario has its continuity. Got Super it. Mario RPG is standalone. Got it. As far as I understand, with no continuity to anything else. Got it. Uh, Except Kingdom Hearts. So this is a game where, like... One day. Oh, Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, it does have a Final Fantasy IV <laughs> nod in there uh, in Super Mario RPG. Um, but uh, you play as Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. It's not Mario going along and getting a bunch of different random like uh, partners who join him. Uh, so while it has a lot of the same blueprint DNA as the other Mario RPG games where it has like the timed attacks, timed defenses, 
it all revolves around the duality of Mario and Luigi. Like a, a button is for like Mario, B button is for like Luigi. Not just in combat, but outside of combat, you're traveling together. You each have your own jump. Eventually, you get like more special abilities you can do that uh, uh, increase like the level of like uh, traversal abilities and some of the puzzle elements to navigating the world. And then yeah, combat keeps evolving. Like obviously, as I said, you have like your jump. You get a hammer. Dude, the hammer was sick. Yeah, you get a hammer, which can be used like to counter. Um, but like. Same thing like you saw in Super Mario RPG. Some enemies you can't jump on like spiny yeah. beetles. You get hurt. Get you can hit the hammer, hit them. But like uh, like a Koopa Troopa, you, you jump on it, um, and then its shell starts bouncing. That was so so you, you, you know, see a stars how the demo it has that one boomerang thing where you keep, you keep bouncing back and attack. Or whatever. I heard about it. Uh, it ha- the demo they have an attack where you keep like knocking something back and forth. I think it came from this because mm. like the shell between you and Mario and Luigi, you you, you hit at an enemy. Luigi jumps on it, hits the enemy, bounces up Mario. Mario has to, like, you got to do a time jump. You keep it speeds up, but you keep it going and going. Like it's like there's a lot of skill based stuff to this. There's also uh, uh, special attacks that use your SP meter. Um, you can have it like on guided mode, which is like for me because I'm terrible at it. Where it'll just tell you where to hit the prompts. Um, but if you there's three difficulty levels of it. If you go all the way where it's like no prompts, no like timing guide, no HUD, it just does more damage. Like if you're oh, good at it, cool. you'll get like a damage boost, which that's is cool. like, like wreck that. things. So it it definitely is a little bit more on the challenging side. I'll say that there are many games to progress at certain points that were a little. There's a jump rope one. Dude, rewind. That were like, Tommy, we were, I was hitting that rewind. I was like, well, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't was right. I rewind. I just I just handed it over to Gabby. Like Huber tried. Like Huber's like did a little bit better. Then we get Gabby. Gabby like yeah. first try. First I was try. like, all right, Gabby. Yeah. But then there was like another one where you had to like you get a whirlwind spin to like cross gaps, and you have to click these orbs. So it's like four. Uh, like spaces, uh, and like inner like cardinals, frame perfect. On yeah, this. And, and like you have a timer, yeah. so you have to collect a certain amount within a time. You only the we found it out. You only have the window to miss one. If you mm. if you don't collect one, if you if you miss collecting two, you're done. Like you can't like pretty much you can't do it. It's very tight windows. It's very like challenging. Boss fights maybe weren't as challenging. I, I think. Uh, Especially since we we're putting so much in power and we we're getting pretty yeah. good, but I mean, s- some attack, like some battles, like they, you know, they stack a lot of enemies. You're not careful. You, you, I think they throw a lot of healing items at you, but like if you just forget to use them, you know, you you, you you'll maybe like die or something. But uh, premise, pretty cool premise. Um, you know, neighboring kingdom, like was it the Bean Bean Kingdom? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Fawful. This is the one where Fawful originates from. I don't know a lot of this lore. Uh, they they show up. Um, they looks like a badass. They, they, they steal Peach's voice. It's kind of weird. I wasn't sure what was going on. Yeah. Then they like Bowser shows up. Yeah. The team up with Bowser. You're getting the Bow- Bowser Cruiser, dude. Yeah, dude. The <laughs> sick battleship yes. airship. It's like, dude, where's this been in all the other games, man? Uh, he, always got, he always has a new ride. Yeah, yeah he it, does. it crashes in Bean Bean Kingdom, and then uh, you kind of like make your way through there. You, you're going through these different regions of it, coming across different NPCs who give you a little bit more of the story. Uh, but you're only playing as Mario and Luigi. That's the thing. Like Mario and Luigi, you're two. Yeah party members uh you're leveling them up you get gear like you can equip like a, an accessory and a, a different like out the outfits don't change but different type of like overalls oh, uh, sure. to improve your stats basic item usage uh but otherwise yeah, it's pretty much just like a, a, a like on steroids version of like the super mario rpg like formula sick um and then like that duality like just having to like get used to a b like the world traversal stuff is like maybe where i got like a tripped up the most because of the limitation of the GBA button interface. Mm, uh, yeah. So, like, there are parts where, like, there's a combo move where 
if Luigi's in the back or something and you uh, his jump can be become like a high jump. So you, you like you do the input like a like B B whatever B and then a time B input. He will jump higher to like a higher ledge that you couldn't reach. And then you have to like start swaps your spots and that's like who you, like who you tell will be able to use their special cuz they'll like change on the icons above. And then like Mario's is like a spin one where you can cross like gaps. And there are parts where you like you got to keep constantly changing those and like I was kind of like messing up sometimes. And then like if you want both of them to jump, if they have a special equipped the person with their special try to do their special so like they're like chat told me like there's a quick uh hot key thing you could hit like two buttons at the same time that disables everything Mm. that takes a little bit of getting used to um so that that was like a little bit of a limitation but other than that like i was pretty impressed by uh yeah how much they were throwing at you to like just traverse the world um i did mention one thing huber about like the, the the graphics like I mean, it was probably impressive for the time, but since I didn't play it at the time, there were a few points where I had a hard time telling what was foreground, background stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, can I interact with that? Oh, But okay. I was really, I'm just so impressed with the Game Boy Advance emulation on Switch. Like, great way to play these games. It looks so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice like, to be playing a TV. TV. Like, blowing yeah. that up on a big TV and for it to look and, and run so perfectly. Definitely. Like, Awesome. Looks much better in handheld mode though. Like and like playing in an OLED, yeah. Both like this and Mage Cap looks so good. Yeah, I believe um, it. Really, really good. If you have that OLED model, you're thinking about getting one. This is a good reason to get it. Uh, like like a lot of charm in this game. Like even like the save thing being like it's a passport, and you're, like you're writing the location and then stamping it like you've like traveled to that spot. It, it's got like good theming in it as well. And uh, you know bosses, I think they had like pretty good gimmicks to them. Um, what was the dude, the one, or the one with, like, a, the two buff arms and, like, a crown, so, like, you have to take out, like, the arms, but, yeah. like, they do these, like, attacks, like, this pound attack, and you, like, gotta, like, time, like, the dodge yeah, of, like, like jumping in. dodge And, like, they him, each yeah. have, like, a clue, like, the first boss, like, kind of, like, says the names, like, red, and, like, Luigi, Mario, it says something in red or, or green, which mm-hmm. indicates where the attack's going, but later on, you gotta pay attention to visual cues, because you don't always know where the attack is gonna go. Might hit Mario, might hit Luigi. Some of them are like, was a bouncing orb thing where it's like, this one's going at Mario, so Mario has to jump. Or if it's going at Luigi, Luigi has to jump over it. But then there's like, they vary their animation a little bit. Like, what happened? Oh, if you actually jump, you'll get hit by it. So now mm. you have to learn like, when not to jump, when to jump. So it's like that little layer of complexity that, that each boss battle just like adds on as you progress through them. It's, it's like a really nice, like, you know, difficulty challenge yeah. to it, which keeps it, you know, pretty interesting. Yeah. Sounds sick. Oh, yeah, you'd love it, Brad. Uh, Duff wrote and said, I caught the Mario and Luigi stream and it brought back pleasant memories of the game when I played it on GBA Advanced. I feel like the franchise kind of burnt itself out pretty quick. Its sequels introducing new gimmicks like Baby Mario Brothers, Paper Mario, and exploring dreams that feel like they de- uh, deviated too far from the simplicity of the original. Similar to the Paper Mario series, it kind of let go of being a... It let go of being a my first RPG in favor of more of an advanced adventure series. Would the Allies like to see the series come back someday, and would what would you like to see it from it? Uh, I've always heard Bowser's Inside Story is the best Well, one. they did. They well, So they redid those as well. There, there's DS version or 3DS versions of some of these as well. Um, unfortunately, Alpha Dream's gone, so it'd be a little weird. I mean, maybe another studio could take over, but, like, the studio behind it pretty much, you know, is not around anymore. I did play, like, the Dream Team one or the one with the Dream, like, Luigi Dreams or something. That one was, like, just okay. 
but like Paper Mario specifically definitely needs to like maybe the last one Origami King was definitely an improvement. Mm. Um, but I really wish they could get back to its roots. Like Paper Mario and Thousand Year Doors are the two best ones. Yeah. Um, there's so many memorable moments in those two games, and they just have so much personality that I think uh, I would really like to see them be able to like return and try another one of those style. Um, but I know there's a lot of Mario and Luigi fans, yeah. And uh, if they could find another studio that could like kind of carry the mantle and maybe um, give them one that's more in the style like the this one or the first few ones, that would be a uh, yeah, you know, a lot of fans would be happy with that. I mean, they can even do like a, you know, and all some of them got updates, but like what they're doing with like Advance Wars, like every yeah. like, you know, mm. they wait long enough, they could like go back and revisit yeah. it and update it like visually. Like I know, yeah, Superstar Saga, yeah, it, uh, you know, it looks good and stuff, but like you know, completely like reimagined or something would be like you know. Nice I just I just want Super Mario RPG and Kingdom Hearts, dude. Let's go. I mean, that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants like Super Mario RPG too, but in I... Kingdom Hearts, Mario and Mickey face to face with Sora. You couldn't either do just break it like that's it. Peak video games right there. I, mean, I just want like Nintendo <laughs> RPG, it. honestly. It doesn't have to be Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like this Nintendo making like a Super Mario RPG game, but like it doesn't need to be like Square Enix collaborations, them like making mm. Oh, lend them characters from different franchises, like the yeah. Smash Brothers of RPGs. We got Mario Kart kind of like going in that direction. We yep. already had Smash. It's yep. like Mario RPG. That's the series. I think like that's another potential. Like that is where Absolutely. you can expand yeah. with that, man. That would be sick. Hundred percent to see that. You think Final Fantasy Tactics will come before Mario RPG though, right? I mean that remaster. Like yeah, that remaster happening way yeah. faster than that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they would remake Final Fantasy Tactics or. What? Or like make a new one? They're gonna. It's gonna be like Tactics Ogre, probably. Got it's it. gonna be probably the War of the Lines version, but like redone. with some. Yeah, yeah so I don't know if whistles. they will make a new Tactics though. Maybe yeah. in the future, but that this would probably be first. Cool. Uh, yeah, that game sounds great. I never played any of the Mario Luigi games, but they always looked fun. Yeah, maybe hope, one day I'll get to them. Yeah, hopefully they add the other ones as well. Yeah, definitely. Okie dokie, it is time for some emails. Uh, if you would like to send an email, head on over to patreon.com slash easyallies. Join the $5 and up tier, and you can send an email for this show, for the Easy Allies podcast, a bunch of other stuff. You can join the Discord, all that good stuff. We would greatly appreciate it. All righty, the first question is from Zach Wojnar. What up? What up, Zach? I'm on a diet and slowly losing weight in an effort to get back into my 2017 wardrobe again. I've tossed all sweets with one exception. I'm a diet soda guy. Ooh, my current favorite uh-oh. is Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar with Cream Soda, but I also like Coke Zero, Diet Mountain Dew, and good old-fashioned seltzer water. Okay. I know I should stick with, or I should stick to the water with lemon juice, but it is what it is. I'll reevaluate that part of my diet when I hit a certain weight threshold, hopefully by summertime. What do you like to drink, and what would you recommend to me and people who like me who maybe order just a bit too much takeout during the pandemic? I mean... Water. Yeah. Fucking love water. If you can drink water, uh, definitely try that. Especially, like, try sparkling water. Um, if you like need some fl- carbonation. Flavor. Yeah, if you want flavor yep. and stuff. Like, yep. uh, what is the thing I'm looking for? Like, ethereal... Sorry. They mentioned diet sodas, but just came out like a a, a, a substitute sweetener thing is linked to some like more bad like shit. Like mm. th- like it starts with an E or whatever. Coke Zero doesn't have it apparently, but like a lot of the other diet drinks have it. 
and it's like really bad for you, like heart attack stuff. Like it causes like oh, apparently okay. like increased rate of heart attack. So I mean, one way or another, like the like it just seems like the human body does not like you know artificial sweeteners. It's mm-hmm. just like kind of bad for you, but it is better than drinking regular soda. So like if that's a first step, obviously like that's you mm-hmm. know, yeah you're a not lot having of, calories. Like, hats off to like doing this or first sugar. step. But I would recommend highly switching to carbonated water. Um, there's so many different brands. It's, like they all taste a little bit different. I think. The variety there, you'll bound to found one that like comes close enough, like a Lacroix. How do you pronounce it? Lacroix. Lacroix. Lacroix yeah. Yeah. Um, like there's literally like a lime flavor one that tastes like like lemon or lime Skittles. Like mm-hmm. and, yeah, like, there's good but ones like, for it sure. It has no calories, no sweetener. It's like you know, it's just carbonated water. There's What's, like uh, Perrier. There's a uh, Topo Chico. There's Topo there's, Chico so And dang. there's like simply organic. There's like a whole bunch of different brands. Like in almost every like American grocery store. Was uh was that a myth that what? Diet Coke was worse for you than regular Coke? Or like diet soda's worse for you? That's what I always heard. It, I heard it, diet is way worse for the some of them for your body. To, some of them used to have some like mm-hmm. and now apparently some of them do again, but like there was like diet coke sorry, Coke series had aspartame in it, which was like found out to be like destructively bad for you. Got it. Like it was like you should probably drink regular soda over that okay. because it's, But now it's different. Yeah. It, probably, it just depends on the soda. Oh, it's whatever. a case by case basis. But like obviously you know, for a lot of people, the first step is, is like just cutting the calories will help a lot. Yeah. Um, and diet soda also doesn't. I mean, I guess it tastes. I haven't had diet soda forever, but I mean, it never tasted as good as regular. So it was like a good stepping stone towards getting to carbonated water, which I think is like for some people it's gonna be an acquired taste, or even just going to hard water, like you know, yeah. like cold turkey to water. You're losing flavor basically, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like that and the softness of it yeah. compared to like soda, which is you know, it's a soft drink, but it's definitely Harder tasting, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like other washing down fast food with a soda, yeah. dude. Legendary but, combo. Uh, <laughs> other other drinks besides like healthy drinks. Uh, you know, let's indulge. I'll indulge a little bit. You know, give you know. Oh, I was ready for you to go off. That's huge go. on Gatorade. Uh, like uh, huge like, on Gatorade. I love Gatorade and as water. As a kid, I used to drink Gatorade a lot because I played sports. But love very early on, I was taught like it's not a drink you drink unless you're like you know need to re uh, electrolytes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like milk tea. Like I sure. like matcha, jasmine, and uh, um, all different sorts of flavors of milk tea. Um, uh, I still technically Thai like tea, dude. Yeah, tea. I still technically like a drink or two from like Starbucks, but I very rarely go there. For, I get there like I, this black iced tea, mm-hmm. um, but like their frappuccinos, they have some seasonal ones <laughs> that like I'll get shake. once. Yeah, it's a, it's a milkshake. Yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah, know I you're get, getting a damn um, milkshake. Um, I haven't had one in so long. She sounds dank right now. Actually, it's been really hard to struggle Damn. to find like a good. Uh, I, 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 the last good milkshake I had was the Basic Witch Halloween themed shake from uh, Jack Witch. in a Box in October. Basic Witch, it's so mm. good. That, that actually was really good. It was just pumpkin spice Oreos, cookie and cream, which was a fantastic mix. Like they nailed that one. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I so when I dieted for a while, I just had like iced tea a lot, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Nice tea right Arnie here. Arnie Palm, Arnie Palm. Yeah, and um, like Darwin's like sparkling water and stuff like that. I had like a diet soda occasionally because like for me it wasn't going cold turkey wasn't going to work as well for me. I just like small increments is what worked for me. Brett, slowly taking yeah. things away. Brett loves that DP, man. Dr. I do, Pepper. Yeah, dude. But I haven't Dr. had Pepper Pepper is I don't, really good. I don't, <laughs> I don't really drink like normal soda though anymore. Yeah. When yeah, I really only have soda now when I get past It's, it's food, always like it. zero sugar soda if I do or something like that or a diet. Dude, 
Huber, uh, Dr. Pepper, well, the one I drank soda, Dr. Pepper was my favorite. Yeah. And Sunkissed Orange Soda Ooh, was my was super like, good. I was super good to that yeah. shit. Absolutely legendary. Yeah, that or like, you know, coffee is fine, I guess. Too. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I drink yeah. so much coffee yeah. that it has helped eliminate mm-hmm. soda. Again, really the only time I get a soda, like I'll never just have like. A soda by itself, soda, like rarely. Rare. Yeah, it's Sometimes rare for here me. Here, if I need that. a Coke or something, it's with food. you, yeah. yeah, if it's with like just my Big Mac meal, dude, and a Sprite. Like, <laughs> yeah, black coffee is ab- same. Black coffee is like like tea, like. I mean, there's obviously different stuff in each, but like black tea. If you're worried about like losing weight, like just like black coffee, mm-hmm. yeah. you can add maybe like a little bit of like milk. Um, but like, yeah, you can't start adding creams and stuff. Yeah. That then no, it's not. Yeah, yet. it also takes yeah. so long to drink, and it's like such a process sometimes. Coffee that yeah. like by the time you're fully done with it, you're just like done for a while. Yeah, I almost like, like never finished. Yeah. It's like even small cups, almost like never finished them. <laughs> but like I was like full. Whereas like tea, like yeah. Also, like you don't know, there's like so many different types of tea besides black tea. Mm-hmm. I mean, tea's fun. Yeah, like there's like jasmine tea. That's mm-hmm. like my favorite. I mean, just yeah, explore the world of tea, man. Yeah, uh, tropical teas. Yeah. so many teas. A uh, passion fruit tea. Uh, a I lot like, of places uh, used to yeah. carry that stuff. Now, Dude. like it's hard to find. Raisin canes, sweet tea. Okay, that's obsessed. That's, so that's loaded su- with sugar. That is super. I know, I know, sugar. but I am obsessed with that. Okay, sweet tea does taste good, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like probably worse than drinking soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, keep at it, Zach. Yeah. Oh, I looked at the Peeps Pepsi. Ew. And I looked how many, like, 70 grams of sugar and carbs in, like, the tiny, like, the like wow. the regular-sized bottle. Can you, Personal like, bottle. That's insane. Picture 70 grams of sugar here. And carbs. That is, like... Holy shit. Yeah, 70 carbs is a lot. Dude. That's a lot. That, I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I was like, because I, I was going to get one for, like, maybe, like, to try my cheat day. I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm good. I don't need that much. I'm like, I'm nah. that's, that's not worth it. No. Like, one there's less my, sugar in the fucking Frappuccino yeah. I get. What the hell? One of my all-time favorite bits from, like, when we were kids, Brad, is when Brad sometimes would have, like, a sip of Coke and be like, I can feel my teeth rotting. Yeah. <laughs> like in real time. Feel the enamel. I mean, <laughs> rotting enamel, off my yeah. teeth. Yeah. My freaking grandparents, just every time I drink soda, they're like, it's going to rot your teeth and yeah. stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Coke time. is like just so intense for me for it's some like reason. Distru- yeah. Just a normal Coca Cola yeah. is like insane. Yeah. yeah. It tastes good, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's brutal. Okay. This next one is from Koshimitsu. I've been really enjoying Octopath Traveler 2. It doesn't dramatically change the formula for the first game, but everything feels uh, more refined with better storytelling, pacing, and interwoven narratives. We've been seeing a lot of uh, uh, seeing a lot of HD 2D releases from Square Enix, with some other companies following in a similar suit, like Konami, with the upcoming Suicoden remasters. Are there any other games you'd like to see receive the HD 2D treatment? I'm personally crossing my fingers for Terranigma. Mm. Love and respect. Dragon Quest Three is coming. Dragon Quest Three yeah. is coming. Yeah, I yeah, I really would like to see more like retro, like either existing games or more retro, like similar types of games. But I would like them to be closer to like old old school RPGs. Um, Octopath Traveler Two, from what I played, was doing what it did very well for what it was going for. It's just a little too heavy handed on the narrative for me. Mm. I was like, I kind of want to play more. I, I'm not. 
this is a little bit too much story. Got it. Um, Do you think it's front loaded it, or that carries through the whole way? I imagine it carries through the whole thing. It's like apparently it's like seventy hours to beat the game. So wow. it's like, uh, but like it's good to hear about the criticism of the first game about the interwoven narratives, like how they really paid off. It sounds like maybe there's more potential there. Is it a direct follow up to one? I don't know if it's like has any connection to okay. one that I could I, I didn't play one so yeah. I have no idea I but it one. seemed very standalone ish honestly but mm. maybe there's references I just don't know about yeah um I don't know yeah just like any I think about like dude you could even just do that for the like Final Fantasy 1 through 6 actually making them HD yeah, they're gonna do that after Pixel Pixel Remasters coming out this spring the collection mm-hmm. that'll be like the last release of it Wait another year or two, they'll announce like those. The, Sakaguchi, the, D's gonna remake Sakaguchi's one. Sakaguchi's coming in. Yeah. The Final Fantasy 1 2D yeah. HD. Let's go. Yeah. And you know what? He's gonna be so pressed by Jack. He's gonna make force you to name the main character Jack. That's gonna happen, man. I can't Good. wait. Yo, is Jack in 14 yet? No. No, oh, sadly not. He's gonna be in Smash Brothers. Dude, he's coming to 14 at some, some point. I mean, you can really make Jack in the game. If no, you but like, I mean, like an official. You know how the lightning oh, comes, like an official event. They haven't, they haven't like done. Dude, like, they that haven't even done of, Cloud yet. Yeah, like we've been waiting for the Final Fantasy VII yeah. one. They kept saying something about maybe that happening, and people are expecting like a sixteen crossover. Yeah. But oh yeah, sixteen. Like, Count on it. Yeah, like they they brought back a few of the old ones, but anyway, like it's been a while since we've had like a, a, a new like themed crossover mm-hmm. like that. All right, this uh, question is from TJ Price. Uh, hey, guys, I'm pretty sure you've already been asked this question, but I, but I don't remember which episode to go back to, so, so, uh, so go back to. It's been a really tough month for me, and I was wondering if there's a specific game or series you return to when times are hard. Sometimes it's best to take a break from gaming, but for me, it's Kingdom Hearts. Focusing on bonds and helping others really, uh, really centers my emotions. Plus, nostalgia helps a ton. Special shout out to Huber. Love you, dude. Love you too. Um Usually when I'm like really depressed, I will play narrative heavy games in some form or another. Right. Whether that's like a Life is Strange or even like a Last of Us. Um Yeah, I kind of just I kind of bounce around though. I, I, when I I'm I'm the type of depressed human that seeks out more depressing things when I'm depressed, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, like, weirdly comforting. Like, there's been studies about it. It's, like, empathy and all this shit and, like, you know, seeing other people's struggles and, like, relating to that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it helps because I balance movies and shows with that, you know? Because sometimes if I'm really bummed out, maybe I don't want to watch anything or replace something, but maybe I want to, you know, the other way around, like, you know, going to a game or a movie or something like kind of just hits me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have like a distinct game. I usually am the opposite of you, I guess. I like to play something happy. Yeah. Some like super Mario, some Mario or some yeah. Zelda shit. Usually. I don't know. Something I can get lost in, I guess anything yeah. that does that for me. Yeah. And I think maybe playing games with other people. Oh, yeah, that's a good like so. Great that, call. Yeah, great. That's call, a good call. Dude. So kind of like something with multiplayer. Which sometimes that honestly, can be exhausting, though. Sometimes that's a lot of energy to like do that. I think it's not necessarily the game. It doesn't matter what game it is. It's just like having other people like you know talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like it's like a, a good distraction because no matter what type of game I play, if I'm by myself, like I'm still like within my own like like mindset and like I'm not getting enough like you know push from other people to like maybe like to help 
suspend that mode and like think about yeah. other stuff for a little while to just have like a break from it. Totally. So, but like it's easiest to accomplish that when like playing, you know, a game with other people together. Yeah. Just for like, and it's usually like either something like like, like that can be like chill or something that's not too intense. Yeah, you know, where it's like, you know, doesn't require a lot of focus. It's just yeah. more like goofing around and stuff. Yeah. Okay, this next question is from Brandon K. Gain. Hello, everyone. Currently, I'm making my w- currently I'm making my way through Octopath Traveler. <laughs> they were Octopatch Traveler, <laughs> yeah. and I'm almost 50 hours in, See? and only halfway through everyone's chapters. See? And is I'm this starting the first one or the second one. Two. Okay. Or wait, I don't know. They didn't say. I guess one. I mean, they're okay. both pretty long. I think. About 50 hours in, halfway through everyone's chapters, and I'm starting to feel fatigued. So I wanted to ask. Whenever you play a long game, be it RPG, MMOs, or etc., do you have a point where you start to feel tired and want to move on to something else, despite loving what you're playing? It is a bit. It it is it a a bite hour mark, or perhaps is it a dependent on the genre? Or unless a game is a legitimately bad game, do you never feel tired of playing a great game? Thanks for taking my submission. If you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. I get tired yeah, on like sure. even short games, um, I but think, I do make it a point to finish games. Yeah, I think if like I feel this a lot if I'm playing like a long session of a game. Yeah, if I take breaks, it really helps me totally continue. It's good advice. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like there's generally it's either a part of uh, it's a point in game where I see what's gonna take to. To do mean anything more meaningful, for example, like in a, like I like to be very completionist in Fire Emblem games mm-hmm. uh, as close as possible. They're really hard to 100. Um, percent But like, I, I will play and give like a good attempt on it. But with like engage, uh, to get a lot of the stuff, it's very grindy. Hmm. Oh, once you beat the game, like what 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 it's alternate like it didn't have the alternative of a new game plus like three houses where it's like, oh, I can carry over some of my stuff. But I'm gonna play with like a whole new story. Like that's why I think Three Houses to me just spoke to me a lot better. Sure, yeah. Because it's like so much. There's such meaning in going through again multiple times. And Engage was like, I'm not getting any new narrative. I'm just literally doing the same battlefields with maybe like different enemy placements and just grinding, grinding, grinding away. And uh, it was just lose. I was like at that point, I'm like, no, I don't need to keep going with this. Like I'm not gonna even try. Um, or yeah, I'm with you. Like we're, you know, maybe taking like breaks from, from, from a game for a little while, like make, like uh, just taking like, a day off from a game and then yeah. like coming back to it. Cause it's like, yeah, I played so much of that game and there are definitely games where I feel I want to get back to it. Like I'm just physically tired. So I have to stop like, all right, I cannot play anymore. I'm just damn tired. I'm going to go to sleep, but I can't wake up to like play this game again, man. I don't want to go to sleep. Yeah. And then there are just like games that like. I have there I, I pl- the games I play frequently um, that I just say there's like a time limit where it's like I press turn point I'm like I just I'm I'm just you know I'm bored time to move on to do something yeah. else you fair know. yeah fair enough fair enough usually when I bounce out of a game these days it's like just happens randomly so like Witcher three and Dying Light two I was going through but then like a lot of time went by and now I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably done with both of those. Yeah. honestly, I'm probably just done. I get that too. Yeah, just like when so much time goes by, it's like, all right, mm-hmm. that's it, that's it. All right, final question is from Robert Lee. 
Hey, allies. Hey. Have you played any games that broke you? Moments in games that you that got you rattled, sweaty palms, and banging your head against the wall, where you had to muster all of your gaming skills and knowledge to overcome. Mm-hmm. These are some of my examples. Metal Gear Solid 2 VR missions were brutal for me. I broke the controller at one point. I blamed the control schemes of that game. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4, getting the big boss emblem. Dude. Getting through every little section big of the game. Big boss extreme? I guess. Felt like a massive achievement, in particular on the rails bike section in Chapter 3. Got me to the breaking point. Dude. And you can't use any healing items or kill anyone. Getting through it felt like a dumb luck. Worst of all, when I finally got through it, I realized I'd kill someone. Right, I realized I'd killed someone and had to redo the painful section. Damn you, Kojima. Damn. Devil May Cry 5, The Bloody Palace. This almost brought me to tears. I've spent so many hours in this game, I know how to deal with almost any scenario, and it's not even that difficult yet. I just couldn't stop failing. Stupid mistakes and nerves would cost me... Cost me two, two, two to three hours of progress each run with nothing to show for it. Losing on the final stage just destroyed me. Like losing the World Cup finale Dude. on, on Penton Lace. It took me almost a year worth of attempts to finally beat it. Most recently, God of War, the taking on three berserkers. I hate this fight with, with a passion. It's absolute BS. I was only playing on the normal difficulty, but it didn't help myself from being under-leveled and dying in one hit. But I was too stubborn to walk away. I only came to my senses after wasting an entire day almost destroying my hands on the diabolical diabolical fight. Eventually got through it after beefing up. It was still a challenge, but but the victory felt hollow. Thankfully, my mimic tier took care of most of Elden Rings (laughs) while I was chilled, so no issues there. Love to hear your experiences. Love and respect, Robert Lee. Almost breaking. Uh, I don't know. I've never been to that breaking point, but the one that broke me the most, definitely Ishin, Sword Saint. Oh, God. Dude, mental damage times a billion. Yeah. yeah. Like, had had, a, had the day off that day. I remember, I will never forget this day. Had the day off, house to myself, had nowhere to be, had all the time in the world. Hour or so goes by. Mm-hmm. Another hour goes by. Legitimately in my head, like, maybe you just can't beat this. <laughs> maybe you just won't beat this. You made it this far. You can maybe just watch the ending online. The doubt. Like, so much doubt, dude. So much psychic damage. Just didn't think I could ever do it. And then I was just like, no. Like, I'm, no. Not, I'm not moving from this chair until I beat it. And I eventually did. Then I did it on the first try on stream that one time, dude. That was sick. Damn. First try, dude. <laughs> I streamed my first playthrough of that boss. And uh, holy shit. And uh, 4.30, boys. I remember I kept... I know. I remember it's I kept... It's actually 4.28. 4.28. Yeah, you're actually early. You're early. 4.28 and a half. <laughs> Uh, I remember <laughs> apologizing to chat for <laughs> keep continuously failing on it. On what? On Ishin. Ishin, yeah. I kept saying sorry. I'm like, because like, I would know, like, as I learned more of the fight, I was like, I know. And when I make a dumb mistake, I'm like, I'm sorry, chat. I'm yeah. so sorry. It's so intense. I'm it's like, like, oh, I should have done that. There, like, right? I know. It's like, you know what please, you need to please do. Please don't be mad at me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'll try better next so time. So hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. So uh, when I was reviewing Sekiro, <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember the Demon of Hatred. 
<laughs> gave me a lot of trouble. And I was just That's like, so wow. fun. Oh, God, I love Souls because everyone has their own experiences. Like first try or second try on that bastard. Yeah, Ishin wasn't it's my that hard style. for me. That's so funny because Demon of Hatred is pure aggression. Mm -hmm. You charge that fucker. Do not relent. Don't give him an <laughs> inch. Do not give that freaking inch. Destroyed that, but then Ishin like hours. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> Tower Knight originally, mm, Demon Souls, sure, yeah. first like brick wall fight, dude. How the hell am I gonna beat this thing? Sure, yeah. Seems like I impossible. See yeah, hell of a fight. Yeah. Cool. That's it for this episode of Frame Trap, everybody. We greatly appreciate it. Remember, check us out on Patreon.com/EasyAllies if you would like to support us. We'd greatly appreciate it, and we will see you all next episode. Take care, everybody. <laughs>